Heel and Toe Apparel. Uh, go to heelandtoeapparel.com. Use the discount code DWA to get 20% off your order with Heel and Toe. They make some awesome, as I like to say, cozy shirts. Uh, now they also make sweatshirts. They make hats. They have stickers. Uh, they have a new uh, manual transmission. They call it the shifter hoodie. And that's really cool. It has the uh, six-speed shifter with heel and toe on it. And then they make the classic uh, heel and toe shifter graphic hoodie. As well as uh, several style of hats. They got the old man style hat. They have the flat bill hat. They have the medium hat. They got it all. They got a trucker hat. And they have really cool, cozy, comfortable shirts. So go check them out, heelandtoeapparel.com. And use discount code DWA to get 20% off to let them know you found out about them from DWA. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. My name is Lane. I'm Art. Mike. Brian. We are once again joined by Mike Musto. How are you doing? Doing great. Really good. Good. You survived the Thursday edition okay? Not too uh, interrogation. No, it's totally fine. Oh, good. Good, good. We have. How uh, was Art's couch? It was great. Yeah. More comfortable than I ever anticipated. That's good. (laughs) That's good. He does have that nice guest room downstairs, but I guess he didn't want you to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a whole unit. (laughs) Um, We didn't get into any of your car history or anything like that, but I thought we would start with a introduce yourself questionnaire sure Uh, we posted this on our patreon page for our uh patrons or listeners our friends to oh you're gonna go through the full thing i think it'd be fun yeah Yeah. we haven't done this on the podcast before but it was fun for our uh patrons to fill out and we we learned a little something along the way so if you're if you're game absolutely okay uh your name michael musto (laughs) michael uh where where do you live I live in the East Bay, uh, East about Bay. 25 miles outside of San Francisco. And you're originally from? Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn. Okay. Um, go Nets? Are we on that? No, I don't know anything, okay. I don't know anything right. about sports. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> uh, first car? Uh, first car was a 1981 Mercury Capri with four different tires and four different headlights. <laughs> with a four-cylinder. <laughs> 80, 81? 81. So this was the hatchback. Hatchback. Yeah. And they it was could Fox be, body. They could be made cool. It was Fox body. It was Fox yeah. body. Yeah. That was like very early Fox body, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could be made cool, right? They, they, they could. Mine was not. Right. But yeah, it could have been. My mom had one. Yeah. Favorite car you've ever owned? My 68 Charger. 68 Charger. You still have it. Still, I'll never sell it. Is this, do you have a giant wing on the back and everything? My Daytona has a wing. Oh, okay. But my Charger is just a Charger. And All right. Daytona is a Daytona. So, yeah. Yes. Um, current cars. Okay. Um, I guess we'll start in the basement. Uh, 68 Charger, 69 Daytona. I'll clarify that it's 69 Daytona clone because I built it and everybody else will jump down my throat if I claim it's a real one. Okay. Um, 1979 BMW 528i E12. Oh, cool. 79? Uh, 79. Uh-huh. So, I own an 80. Oh, okay. I used to. Yeah. Um, 
I freaking love those cars, by the way. Dude, it's... Did you guys just become best friends? I think we did. <laughs> it's, 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 un, it's museum quality. Oh, nice. really? Yeah. You still have the stock exhaust? 100% stock. 100%. How many miles? 108,000. Doesn't that have thermal wow. reactors? No, it does not. Thermal reactors were 78 was the last year of the thermal reactor. Okay. So you have a four-speed or five-speed? Automatic. Oh, okay. Three-speed okay. auto. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and it's it's literally in showroom shape. Wow. And that's a just a great body style. So that's cool to see. Those yeah, motors sure. are so good. It's a it's one of the best cars I've ever owned. Okay. Continue. Um 79. Uh 1986 Porsche 928 S. Uh 1990 Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Uh 2018 Dodge Demon. Is that six? Uh sounds yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Does your it. wife have anything? The Jeep Grand Wagoneer and the BMW okay. are my wife's cars. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Th those are her dailies. Nice. No shit. Yeah, nice. Yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want a new car. She likes old stuff just like And that. your Wagoneer is really nice. Yeah. Wagoneer is fun, yeah. man. We just had that. Yeah. And the 928 is obviously really nice. Too. Both were Radwood Sonoma. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Both were Radwood Sonoma. And that's a really yeah. cool year for the 928. Yep. 928 we drove down to Radwood. And it's a gorgeous color. What is it? Lapis? or? Uh, it's Prussian blue. Prussian. Prussian blue with blue leather. Beauty. Can we do like a... A clap for that. I think it's a great car collection. <laughs> <laughs> that list. It's a, it's a good list. I think that's way more. It's, it's a great mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I didn't realize you had an E12, and and I knew you had the Porsche, so that's kind of a good, well-rounded. Yeah, a little bit there. of everything. Yeah, he has yeah. the muscle cars. Yeah. He's missing like some Japanese or a true sports car. You don't have like a baller. Uh, like yeah, a, right. If I were to get a backroads, you need a Canyon Carver uh, NorCal car. I yeah, Coastal Range Rally car. Well, the 928 would do it, but. Is but it you want something a little more nimble, nimble. Like, yeah, something nimble. I would yeah. probably do. Honestly, I'd, I'd probably do a GTI. GTI, yeah, yeah. Just which because it's, which uh, generation which flavor? Um, I'd probably do current generation. Yeah, a new a new GTI. A new GTI That's frowned it, upon for on the Coastal Ranger Rally, but it would be acceptable for well, sure. Well, I mean, either that because. Uh, all right, you're gonna laugh, and it's not a what most sought after car. No, Brian won't laugh. Probably, I, won't laugh. I will take it very seriously. And it's not really a sports car, but it would be kind of an. I want to say an 88 Toyota Supra. Oh, All right. manual. Interesting. All right. Yeah, GT. Cool. Yeah, GT. I've always loved yeah. that car. That's, That's a, cool. a yeah. Mark III. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little heavy, huh? But Oh, yeah. big and heavy. It's like a, a, it's a, a cool. Japanese 928. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Yep. Question number six. Like Obtainable, dr Obtainable dream car garage, three cars. So realistic, you know. Not, you're not getting the 250 Testarossa, but so basically swapping out what you have now, right? Like four. Yeah, but yeah. three cars, dream car garage. They, it has to be different. No, I, I pretty much have them. Oh, yeah. My, Check my, my charger is done. That's my dream car. It was always my dream. So I car. guess you're done being a car guy. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that nine, was it. That was another one. I, I wouldn't mind getting another. So which three cars? I mean, charger, nine twenty eight, yeah. charger nine twenty eight, and probably Grand Wagoneer. Oh, that's wow. a good one. Interesting. Yeah. What about a Euro spec uh, five hundred SEC Mercedes in midnight blue? <laughs> Listen, you, you know how I feel about the car, man. <laughs> uh, car you hate. Car hate. Oh, wow. Any, car you any, hate. Yeah. Any Whatever. Strong car. word. Some people are offended by that word. Whatever. Some people chose not to answer. Smart car. I loathe that. The smart car. Car. I uh, loathe that. I actually got You don't banned. think it's cute? No, I got banned from smart for life. With that like CVT. Four, or... It's the worst car I've ever driven. It's not and a CVT. The, what was it's it? It's an, a manual transmission a manual... robotically <laughs> operated. Correct. And yes. it's awful. And I got banned from Smart because the article that I wrote had the title that Smart, I think this was back in <laughs> early or mid 2000s. And I, you know, I said Smart only sold 
I think it was 900 cars this year because Americans finally realized they suck. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, we're never giving you a car again. I said, thank yeah. you. Oh, poor guy. Thank but that didn't, that didn't cross over to the Mercedes world, right? It, no, I really don't get Mercedes. <laughs> uh, awful. I loathe them. Hate them all. I have That's an electric That's... smart car in my garage right now. It's not, it's not mine. The electric I'm caring for it. is halfway decent. It's the pretty, gas is terrible. It's really bad. It's kind of like the electric Fiat 500 versus yeah. regular Fiat 500. People love the electrics. Mm. They're, they're good. They love them. Stock ones, awful. Yeah, mm. I'm with you. Okay. Uh, I, I like the little piece of street cred too. Smart kicking you out. I mean, that's, you know, you're, <laughs> you're getting street cred there. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be one... kicked out by, it. like, like if you... If you said which car would you like to be kicked out of bed from, which like <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, I pick smart. Dude. Polaris, Polaris, yeah, so Polaris would be fine. Um, yeah, favorite driving road. Oh, that's a that's a big one. Um, there's a road on Eastern Long Island called Whiskey Road. Whoa! And Whiskey Road is it's not very long. It's only about two and a half, three miles long. And uh, we used to just, in, we used to race motorcycles back in the day, and we would get up at five o'clock in the morning and just go ruin this road. Huh. And it was the most f kind of flowing, fluent road that you could find on Eastern Long Island at the Is time. Is there any elevation there? I've never been to Long Island. Uh, no elevation. Yeah. But really, really tight, really, really twisty. Huh. And it would wind up on, it would exit at a, at a kind of cross Long Island highway called, um, Oh God! What's the name of it? Um, I, I forget the name of it, but it was a highway that basically separated Long Island, um, William Floyd Parkway. And oh yeah, yeah. I got my biggest speeding ticket coming off of Whiskey Road, blasting down William Floyd, and I got pulled over for 153 miles an hour. Whoa! <laughs> That's motorcycle. On a motorcycle. Yeah. You guys are on little street bikes. <laughs> yeah, I was on a I, 153. I, yeah, my Ducati at the time, and I got yeah I got pretty good. And, uh, <laughs> I can't believe they caught you. I pulled over. Yeah. Yeah. I had a, this again. This is 90s. I was on a 916. My buddy was on a ZX7. Uh. And I was wearing full race leathers with my name on the back. Uh. <laughs> and so I figured, why not just pull over? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I pulled over, and the cop said, Do you know what the, the street legal speed limit is? And I said, Yes, sir. I said, 150. I like it matters at that point. Yeah. Uh, he, he 150 kilometers. Yeah. He read me the riot act, and he was just like, If I ever see you doing 56 miles an hour, you're going to jail. I said, Fair enough. And let me go. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think probably because you pulled over. Or, he probably uh, didn't want to deal with it. I don't think he wanted to deal with it. And when he, by the time he caught me, my helmet was off, my gloves were off, my you insurance were, yeah. was on the tank. Like, it, I was ready to go to prison. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was just like, all right, you're an asshole. Wow. Yeah, it was, that was um, a good one. Whiskey Road, mm -hmm. Eastern Long Island. Uh, favorite car movie? It's Smoking the Bandit. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Warren actually made, yeah. wrote that movie. Thank so. you. <laughs> God, those are good days. Uh, Twix or Kit Kat? Mm. Highly controversial, by the way. Uh, probably Kit Kat. My man. Uh, Lane designed the Kit Kat, so that's why he likes that. Biased. Um, never fly again or never have cheese again? I never have cheese. Oh. Wow. Cheese is out. Cheese is out. I need to get to where I gotta go. Pizza. Controversial. That's a big deal. Quesadillas gone. Yeah, I, I think so. No cheese on pizza? You're uh, regretting it now. You're regretting it. You're turning back. <laughs> hamburger. It's all hamburger from here no, on out. It's all hamburger from here. <laughs> no feta cheese. Uh, feta's you know what you're throwing at him. I love <laughs> feta. I, I hate to say it, but the fact of the matter is, if I can't fly, I'm kind of out of a job. You're fucked. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll just say that 
from a monetary standpoint. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I everyone that answered it that way was because. Yeah. By the way, the most annoying answer is, well, I'm lactose intolerant. So just, <laughs> yeah, no, fucking shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I said in. I would do cashew cheese. All yeah. uh, yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> just do vegan cheese with us. Well. So gross. Gotta fly. Uh, thick or thin crust pizza? Oh, thin crust. Thin crust. Uh, New York guy. Taco Bell or Chipotle? Taco Bell every day. Oh, yeah. Oh. Every day. <laughs> that one. Question 14. Why is the PT Cruiser the worst car ever made? Have you seen it? <laughs> uh, and that's pretty much it. it. The 15th question is, want to tell us more? But we're going to get into that now. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, Mike, you, I mean, I think you should probably just tell everyone what you're up to these days and uh, sure. maybe a little bit of background on your world in cars and we'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's just a hobby that turned into a career. I mean, I, I made a career change when I was in my mid thirties. I went from being a, a web designer, you know, a vice president in an investment bank doing web design to quitting literally one day, walking out of the office, going home and telling my wife, I think I'm going to play with cars for a living. When she looked at me and just said, you're out of your mind. Um, you didn't tell her ahead of time. We, we mildly discussed it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like it. it. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. It just, it, it's what I always wanted to do. It's, uh, you know, I used to read every single magazine that came out from cover to cover the day it came out. Um, I never really got into cars per se until I was in my late twenties cause I simply couldn't afford them. So I was always a motorcycle guy. I used to race bikes for years and years and years. Um, and then once cars kicked in, it was a whole nother ballgame. And the first, what I would say, <clears throat> real car I bought was my Charger and just fell in love with, I, I always used to love muscle cars. When I lived in Brooklyn, we'd watch guys literally trailer cars under the Veranzano Bridge hmm. and they would stop traffic and they would just unhook them and they would street race a quarter mile, close it down. No Jeez. way. Oh yeah. They, we would do it. We would race in, when I moved to Astoria, Queens, we'd race in Queens, we'd street race on, uh, on, um, uh, God, Francis Lewis Boulevard and all these other kind of back roads, but it was New York street racing. And it was, the culture was so different than it was out here. Yeah, I So bet. it was, um, yeah, it just, it just kind of bit me. Sports cars were always cool, Yeah, but they just weren't in my wheelhouse where American muscle cars were just, that's. Right. That was it. Yeah, we were like, yeah, it's, your environment. It's, it's, I was about to know, say that, yeah. Man. You're a product of your yeah. environment, right? It's I mean, like we grew up here and grid roads. Yeah, everything's all, windy, twisty. We're from Santa Cruz area. And yeah. it's all about the Santa Cruz mountains and just, driving you know it's yeah. windy crisp, twisty roads and there was a big muscle jar muscle yeah. car group but um that's what we kind of you know yeah now ours was straight line light to light like we would regularly go into manhattan and just do burnouts in the middle of times oh, that's so, so awesome you know, when you could drive from times square and that's it wasn't crazy. uncommon for us you know on a friday night we get 10 15 cars and just close it down right you go down houston street you go into the village and go into you know down by all the swaggy hotels in the meatpacking district just and blast just past be, it. You totally be those guys. And the cops loved it. The <laughs> cops loved it. If you if you were in a Ferrari or Lamborghini, they'd pull you over instantly. If you were in a if you were in a muscle car, they would stop traffic and make you do a burn. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Best best thing ever. Man. I've Allegedly. noticed cops no are a little way. different on the East Coast too. They're a little more like they like, get it. They're a little more blue collar. They're normal. They're yeah. normal. When yeah, I, yeah. When I first got to California, I got a jaywalking ticket uh -huh. in, in uh, Santa Monica. Yeah. And I almost punched the cop. Yeah. And he, because I was walking across the street and I had a cup of coffee in my hand. It was like 7.30 in the morning. And he said, uh, he goes, I need to talk to you, son. I go, okay, what's up? And he goes, well, what do you got there? And I said, oh, no. He said, what are you doing? And I go, I'm crossing the street. And I thought he thought I had booze in my cup. Yeah. And I go, dude, it's only coffee. He yeah. goes, that's not what I'm talking about. I go, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, well, you just crossed the street right in front of me. And he, he 
why'd you do that? And the obvious answer is to get to the other side, <laughs> which I obviously said. <laughs> and he goes, you're getting a ticket for jaywalking. And just uh. instinctively, I looked at him, I said, get the fuck out of here. And he goes, you're not from here. I go, no. And he gave me a $180 ticket. Wow. And I said, any New York City cop, any borough cop would just laugh at you hysterically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, that's good. Well, you're not in New York. Here's your ticket. And that was yeah. it? Yeah. And I was like, fuck this. Damn. Yeah. Huh. So. So what car when you did get money to buy a car here and you're street racing around new york what were you driving my charger no shit that early the same one you've had it this whole time i bought my charger in early 2000 yeah crazy it was uh i had that like i said when i i had a five or six motorcycles in a pickup truck and then i made the decision after 9 11 to go out and get a get my dream car just because i was there i worked down there and so it was one of those things where that that whole thing and is I know, I'm sure you've heard stories like this, but that kind of changes everything. That changed everything for me because I, I lost a bunch of friends that day and I unfortunately saw everything that everybody else, you know, kind of saw. Um, and so, yeah, I, I said, fuck it. And I went out and I, you know, it took me a couple of years to get the money together, but I bought bought my charger, built it up and I drove it just about every day. I drove it into Manhattan. I drove it through Queens. I drove it everywhere. And this was, I mean, this was a showroom perfect restored 68 charger with a big block. And I beat it like it owed me money. Yes. And it was, it was the best thing in the world. And I, that, that car is the reason that I have a career in automobile, in automobiles. Because the only thing I ever did with it was drive it. So let's talk about that. Awesome. What, awesome story. What uh, turned the, you know, doing burnouts in Times Square into a job? What, what was the change? Uh, it, dumb, dumb luck, dude. Back in 2006, you know, this is when forums were really big on the internet, right? So I was part of a, a board called Moparts, and it was a big Dodge board. And, uh, you know, everybody posts pictures of their cars and talks shit and bench race and all that crap. Anyway, I got a ping from a buddy of mine who had a Mopar who used to run a website called Cardomain. Um, and it was a good friend of mine in this day. His name is Robin Audi. And he said, listen, they're looking for cars for a television show. I go, Okay. And the television show was a show called Bull Run that was on Spike TV mm-hmm. back in the day. And um, when I grew up, like Smoking the Bandit, Cannonball Run, Cannonball, Speed Zone, those were my go-to movies. Every time I could do that, I would do it. And I always wanted to participate in that. Bull Run was a show that was kind of based around that, where we would drive our cars across the country and do different events. And it was hosted by ex wrestler Bill Goldberg. And... Oh, yeah. uh, Anyway, we did the show, did really well. It was So this wasn't just we need a car for a show. It's like we're gonna do segments where you're driving across country oh, we, and we, we need participants. It's oh, a yeah. rally. It was a rally, yeah, yeah. We were contestants on a reality show. Yeah, because yeah, like, it's like a full series. It's oh, yeah. you know, it's not just one episode where they want to look at a, a a dodge. They wanna they want you oh, no. it was, as a personality to just oh, yeah. mob out for yeah, that's yeah. that's was, definitely a change right there. That's it, it something to jump change. into. And they ca- it was my first experience with anything California, Hollywood huh. film anything interesting and, uh yeah they, they brought us out to california and we were cast as me and my buddy jimmy the two big italian guys from new york and a 68 charger right and then they had you know the rich guys in a Murcia lago and a couple of other guys girl team shoes, and, girl team and yeah. all that crap and uh we just did really well we got to the second to last episode and the car my license plate on my car is mr angry that's what it was in new york <laughs> and it just gained a following Hmm. it just and it just snowballed and then i started writing because i always wanted to write and little by little people kind of jumped on board and so we liked the way you write and then um 
you know, started doing this is like you guys know Matt Farah, obviously. Yeah, of course. Okay. So this is when Matt before Matt Farah was Matt Farah, <clears throat> right? He we we were we literally met at a car show in New York and became fast friends. Mm-hmm. Him and Larry Cosillo from Amo Auto and um, Mike Spinelli and Alex Roy, mm-hmm. we just all kind of met up at these meets and we became really good friends. And then it kind of morphed into, I did a um, radio show called RPM on Sirius Satellite with Mike Spinelli and Matt Farah. And then Matt moved out to California and then I quit my job, started my own company and started being a journalist. Um, and then when I always wanted to move out here, came out here in 2010, got the opportunity when Drive came along and they said, did you do video? And I said, sure. And we had to pitch them shows the way you would pitch a show to a network. And they didn't have anything on a muscle car show. And I'm like, you have to cover this segment. And I started a show called Big Muscle, and that got a following. And then Drive kind of shit the bed. And then I went to Motor Trend, and now I have my own show. Yeah, now you have your own, right? Because Motor Trend kind of shit is, the bed, too. Motor like, Trend shit the bed. Yeah. And now I'm a full-time journalist and do the House of Muscle. And yeah, Tell yeah. me about the House of Muscle. Uh, House of Muscles is basically a continuation of Big Muscle. It's basically based around every single car guy that would never get their car in a magazine. Um, when I was building my cars, I went to every sponsor and I was like, cause like, that's what you see, right? You see all these cars in magazines. Yeah. Like, oh, it's got this part. And I was like, Hey, this is my car. I'm trying to do this. And, blah, blah. and everybody's like, we don't really give a shit. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and so when I had the opportunity to, and I had so many doors just slammed in my face and I knew I had cars that were great. Um, but I couldn't get any exposure. And I said, you know, if I ever get the opportunity, I'm going to showcase cars that would never get the exposure and showcase people that might never get the exposure. And so, yes, we've shot some high-profile cars, but I would say 98% of the cars that I shot are the guy who built the car in the garage with his dad. They're they're budget-minded cars. They're blue-collar builds. They're cars that you'll never, ever see in magazines or see on video because they don't have the parts or they don't have the high-dollar value. They're just regular car guys that this is their passion. This is what they've always wanted to do. And they're what people don't seem to understand is that they're the ones that keep this hobby alive. Everybody that goes to Radwood, everybody that goes to SEMA, everybody that goes to everything. These are the guys that keep saving up thousands and hundreds and however much money they can to buy that intake, to buy that EFI system, to buy those wheels. Yep. And they're the ones that never get credit. And my, I just wanted to give them credit. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what the House of Muscle is. That's awesome. So I mean, I've seen. I think I've probably seen every big muscle. So yeah, it, it's and it's, it's fun. Show. And it's it's yeah. we we call it bring a stranger to work day. Yeah, and you right. did a bunch of cars in the Bay Area too. So yeah, we, that was cool for us. You know, like all the roads you kind of know. Oh yeah, the areas and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, well, so. we film on La Honda and stuff like that because it's yeah. great. There's nobody down there. It's fun. Really cool cars. Yeah. And yeah. then with House of Muscle, now you have a YouTube channel, right? House, yeah, once we left Motor Trend, um, when Discovery came in about Motor Trend, we were the only brand that Motor Trend didn't own. And we did that, obviously, on purpose. I was like, I'm not. I went through that with Drive, where you know there were instances where they had you know disagreements about big muscle. And so with the House of Muscle, I was like, I'm owning everything. And so I have a business partner that I work with, and we own the brand. We own everything about it. Um, so when Discovery came in, they said, well, you're not part of this. We'll give you an opportunity if we get to own it to have your show. And I was like, y'all can go fuck off. We'll just do it ourselves. And we do do it ourselves, but it's difficult because we don't have sponsorship. We're completely self-funded, right? So any extra money that we get from the journalism side and everything else, if I can slap together 2500 bucks to, to film an episode, I will. Yeah. Uh, if I can't, then we go a month without filming. But we've just 
you know, we just committed to filming another 10 episodes, which we're doing right now. So cool. for our is next it, season. So is cool. it easy to find cars, people? Um, it, it, it's much easier now. Yeah, because they're probably coming to you. We're, or... we're, stab- we're established. So yeah. like I put out a, a thing, you know, two or three weeks ago that I was looking for cars and I got 450 responses. Jeez. And, and the, the best part about it is they're from around the world. Oh, yeah. So we get cars from Japan, from Dubai, from the UK, from the Netherlands, from Australia. from And I wish that I, I know, right? I mean, uh, I just don't have. I bet some of those Dubai guys will fly you over. They probably would. <laughs> and I have filmed in Dubai before yeah. and they were wonderful. Um, but the problem is people don't understand the expense of, of actually filming. They don't understand that it's not you don't just show up with a camera, right? We we show up and you you have to have one, it's travel, two, it's food, you have to have insurance, you have to have permits, you have to do this, that, and the other thing. It's a massive, massive expense. So if I film an episode, we're talking I mean, minimum out of my pocket is on, on its best day, five grand, on mm-hmm. its worst day, twenty five grand, depending on where we have to go. Yeah. yeah. And that's for one that. episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because again, you, you have to have permits. If you're filming a car, and your camera drops on it and you dent it and it's got a perfect paint job, guess who's paying for it? Yeah. That? And then also who's editing the stuff? And well, who's, I'm not an editor. Yeah. And then, and then who's guy. shooting it? You're like the, you're yeah. the, you're the guy that's I'm the host. Yeah. And I, listen, I don't pretend to know how to, to operate video cameras and that's, yeah. that's not what I want. So you get like Zach or someone. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Zach and, and Thad, they filmed all the big muscles uh-huh. and they are to these, to this day, Zach is, and that are, are probably two of my favorite people in existence. Cause we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. I look back on it now and I wish I could go back to that because we, we just had such a great time collaborating on the shows. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do. And, you know, the other part of it is once you put yourself out there as a host, um, you get the entire world. We have the internet. Right, so everybody and their brother has an opinion. Of you just you can't. Are. You can't look at that stuff. No, you, you can't. But it, now it's fun, right? Yeah. But I still get every now and then, like my mom will call me up and be like, "Do you know what, like Ohio six seventy one said about my my forties? It's still that's funny." Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. I mean, th- so do you feel like? I mean, obviously the ownership and, and the control is super important, and I think it's not, it's crucial for what you're doing, right? That's why you're doing it sure. this way, but. I mean, like, I wonder if you're open to like maybe finding a balance where you can give up a little bit and still own your brand so that you have sure. the freedom to do all I that. I mean, so you like, can probably sell a series to Netflix or something, right? I mean, I would love to. They're buying some crap. Yeah. Lately, oh, dude, so. I, would, I would love to. I mean, so I, I guess that's my question is like, are you actively pursuing that avenue? Because it sounds like right now you're just kind of, it's like a show by show almost. It, it is a show by show. Yeah. And, you know, it's, we've gone to, I don't know how many different pitch meetings in, in LA and, and throwing that out there. And I look at the stuff that's being produced now for television. And it's it's so bad. I mean, just build show after build show. It's just <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, we, awful. Yeah, we know it. Yeah. And again, the way that, that we look at it is, I would absolutely one hundred percent partner with somebody to do a show. There's no question about it. Um, we would love to get sponsorship for a show, because the fact of the matter is, the people and the and the vehicles and the and the audience that we have are the consumers. They're the people that keep this entire hobby alive, right? They're the ones that are going out and they're buying wax products. They're buying tires. They're buying this. They're buying that. They're buying this. They, they really are the true blue collar and, and real kind of enthusiast crowd. As opposed to we get submissions all the time from shops that are just like, hey, you got to build this car. You, you, know, we, you know, this car is, you know, 300000 I don't give a fuck how much money you put in that car. Yeah. You know why? Because it's never going to be driven. Yeah. It's never going to be driven. Fine. You, you're going to build a Pantera with twin turbos and it's going to be, I don't give a fuck. Sema, right? Sema builds. Stuff Sema like builds. That. Don't give a shit. You know what I want to see? I want to see the guy with the 1970 Nova that's had it for 25 years and it's got one quarter panel that's rusting and yeah. brought his kid home from the hospital. 
That's the story. Yeah, it was that dude in New York that had that. What do you have? The black. Uh, was it Nova or something? Oh, the Oldsmobile. Oldsmobile. Yeah, yeah. that's Fat Eddie, my buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but I mean, that's the whole thing. Like that's the car is just an extension of the person, and so it's it's you're telling you're telling that individual story through the vehicle, and that's the fun part for me. The cars are cool. The people are really cool, because the stories that they tell you. That's where you really get into it. And so, like, I've got stories that, I mean, you know, you'll sit on set and you'll just start crying. Because the fact of the matter is when you first meet the person, like, I'll interview them beforehand and we'll talk on the phone. But then you spend an an entire day with them or maybe two days. And as car people, as you guys all know, you you immediately have this kind of kinship with them and this bond where you want to talk about stuff. And they bring you in. And the way that I kind of tell people is that if somebody gives you their car to drive, especially like a really personalized car that they've had for 20 years or 30 years, you know, that's a big thing that they give you that level of trust. And it's, for me, it's an absolute privilege to get behind the wheel of any of these vehicles. So it's kind of akin to somebody saying, listen, you can take my wife out on a date. You can take her to dinner. You know, you can even go to a movie and give her dessert. Don't you ever cross that line. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do, except we do it with cars. And that's that's really kind of the the fun part. The the biggest problem is when you talk to sponsors and you talk to television, they want formulaic. So what we've yep. seen, we've had yep. some companies come to us. You know, we've been in some had some meetings mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. And it's always like, well, every show needs a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. And it needs to have this like climax. And you're like, right. well, why can't it just be like like yours where it's like a good story and kind of happy and well that's that's just it the problem is television car television is made by people that don't know anything about cars exactly and so and and to a point i understand what they're saying right because they're selling a product they're selling that product to advertisers and they're selling it to the public the key is they they don't give the public enough credit they look at the general public and think they're a bunch of lemmings that'll just follow anything and they've just been spoon-fed all this kind of bullshit over the years, right? If yeah. I see another fucking fast and loud, yeah, I'm going to so throw up all over the floor. Yeah. Because I don't want to see somebody standing on a table and being like, woo, and I bargained with this guy, blah, 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 blah. Like, it's just, it's all horse shit. And we mm-hmm. all know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that you can make smart television that still tells a wonderful story. You can yeah. still have a story with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Course. and have a beautiful art to it well even a lot of yours have a beginning middle and end yeah. really i mean because it's the guy's telling a story it's of, telling a story i got this car you know 30 years ago it was my Correct. dad's car i got it from him right i restored it over the last 20 years That's and right. now i daily drive it and it's like it means more than me you know it's yeah. like yeah. besides it, it's, the marriage of my wife and my kids being born it's the most yeah. important thing in my life yeah. you well know, when whatever. you when you look at the shows that are popular and you look at things like um like dirty jobs for instance like micro show right yeah and you look at American Pickers and you look at all these kind of other reality shows, um, quote unquote reality shows, the one thing that they have in common are, is the human element. And once right. you take the human element out of it and then you just go for manufactured angst and drama, you lose all interest because who the fuck wants to see that? And that's that's where I have a big problem. So yes, I would absolutely love to partner with somebody to to do it on a much bigger basis because I know we it, it, we have evergreen content. We can do the show forever and never stop. Yeah. Um, but it has to be done a certain way. 
And I've, I've absolutely walked out of pitch meetings where guys are looking at me like, well, you need to do this. I'm like, suck it, dick. Yeah. And I've gotten up and just walked the fuck out. You'll never do that. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Do anything. How many yeah, times but, I've been told I'm never going to do anything. I'm like, get the fuck right. out of here. It's the, it, but yeah, that's the big problem. It's like, and, and I think, unfortunately, you know, there's this formulaic approach to it and it's the same old build bullshit. It's yeah. the same stuff. And unfortunately, it is that way because they see that they get the ratings that they want to sell the whatever. And, and I'm not saying that stepping outside of that box is, isn't going to produce those results is they just know this works and it's the easy avenue. That's it's exactly the easy correct. path, right. path of least resistance. It's a, it's just, it, it's keeping the machine going, right. just feed it that shit and it'll keep going. They right. know that. That's right. But it's like, you know, for them to kind of step outside that and, and go into this other path is it, it's tricky. Right. And unfortunately it's our job to sell that. Right. It is. And it's in, in, and I, and we were, you know, you're preaching to the choir as, as Lane said, we've been in that, those exact conversations yeah. where it's just like, it, even early on, you know, you think they get it and then they start feeding you. What I think about we this? brought it up before we had a, so we had a, a meeting, you know, a company flew out yeah. they, had, they took us to lunch and da, 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 And they're like, Hey, we're thinking about show. And we're like, okay, cool. We kind of like talked to him over lunch. And then I don't know, a couple of days later, the, the lady at the com company emails us and she goes, do you guys know of any illegal street racing or midnight racing scene around where you live? Yeah. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, you, you want to grab by the face and punch her yeah, off. Yeah, it's like, did you meet us? It's like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Well, you, I think you get in a world where, and it, again, it's really difficult. And it's it's difficult as, as a New Yorker um, to come out when I first started doing this to deal with these people because the bullshit meter goes off the fucking charts. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn in the house, bitches. Well, I mean, the yeah. fact of the matter is they, they have no problem. I've never, I've never been in an industry, in an entertainment industry, where people will lie to your face. And I'll call you out instantly. I think you'll, you'd be like, you're full of shit. You're lying to me. Oh, well, you don't understand. You're lying to me. Yeah. You fucking know it. Right? And so that's not really a good way to go about doing things when you want to get stuff done. But in the same token, it cuts through all the bullshit. Right. And I think so many people... Like you were saying, or you know, with that formulaic procedure that they go through, yeah, they got they got a great job, mm. right? This is you know, just keep feeding the machine, keep yep. putting the meat in. Keep well, it all out. those people are answering to someone up above, and That's it's like exactly right. What's the easiest way? Or like, I don't want to step outside the box and Correct. be the guy that fails. And right, but you, the fact of the matter is, maybe step outside the box. You you probably should because then you could really be well. a hero too. We we've we've all proven it. Yeah. Right. You guys have fucking hit it off the knocked it out of the yeah. park. You know, I mean the stuff that, that we've all done is we know it's out there. The problem is convincing everybody convincing that populace, yeah. the entertainment populace, that we know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. We know what we're doing. And it, it's um it's a it's a difficult run. Yeah. But it is one of the most shocking things for me, and I think this goes for everyone, we've had this conversation before, is just re really seeing kind of the inner workings of these organizations and major, you know, automotive focused and yeah. centric organizations. And just as you said, how maybe three out of 500 in an organization are car people. And it's like the rest are just marketing and sales and they, and, and it, it doesn't matter. And it's like, really, you're trying to sell. It's, it's just kind of fascinating how that yeah, works. And you know, a lot of the car journalists, you know, oh, that dude, quote that's unquote. Unquote. <laughs> I, I've been at press launches for, for performance car. I remember I went to the, the launch of the ACR Viper at VIR and, uh, jumped in the car, took a bunch of laps, ripped it apart. The car was fucking brilliant. And, uh, guy sitting next to me was i said dude it's your turn get in he's like nah dude i'm good i'm just gonna film i go dude you're in vir with a fucking acr get in the driver's seat he's like nah i'm totally good i go you, you can't drive a manual <laughs> oh and he shit. goes no that's not true i go then get in the car and i got i got, <laughs> I, I got really pissed. yeah yeah you got, <laughs> pick like him annoyed, up. I got right? pissed yeah and i was like 
can you you really you can't drive it? He goes, no, I can't drive a manual. I go, dude, not for nothing. But what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And I was I was offended as a journalist. I was right. offended as an enthusiast. I was offended yeah. as an overall car guy because our job is to go out and inform the public about we're we're supposedly experts in our field. Yeah. Right? right. It's what we do. The same way if I go to a doctor. And like, I've got a kidney problem. He's like, well, I'm going to take that fucker out. Yeah. You know, and that's what it takes, right? <laughs> so when people talk to us about car, it's our job to know. Yep. And when I see people that don't know how to do their job or that are trying to do a job that they're not qualified for because they, they get a free car or they get a perk or they like going to press launches and staying in five heart hotels, that just fucking burns me. Yeah, it's 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 really. I think what you you meant you said basically it discredits you. It feels like it discredits you a little bit because you're in the same yeah field you're, you're, as them it, right from an external stamp perspective. Oh, totally. It's it's offensive. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I I have the most respect for people who know their shit. You know, and and that know their craft and right. and like and especially if I can learn from them even more so. Right. Sure. Like, and I well, agree with you 100. percent You also like a, like. You know, there's people, you know, like you have freaking six cars in your garage, right? You're obviously a car enthusiast. Like Matt Farah is constantly like circling through, oh, like yeah. cycling through cars. Oh, every, like, Jason Camisa. You know, Jason Camisa, Camisa is, is like changing engines on we his Rocco every daily. week. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, and he has all this shit, you know, he buys a Ferrari GT4 and yeah. like all this cool stuff. Uh, and then there's the guys like, oh yeah, well I've had one, I had one car you know, when I was 20, I got a car Dude, and it was yep. a Toyota Corolla and I've never owned a car since. And I just use press cars. And it's well, like, wait, are you an enthusiast or like press cars are guys always look at you and they go, well, you get press cars every week and this is a great thing. And you're like, I get press cars because it's part of my job. My, my job says that I need to do this to make a living. Mm -hmm. And I like it. And I, because I like seeing the technology. I like seeing, you know, what these cars are, whatever the car is, I review it from the point of view of what that car is supposed to be who that car is for Absolutely. and what that price point is, right? I'm not going to review a Chevy Equinox the same way I'm going to review a ACR BMW. Or it's or like ACR. it's complaining that the handling sucks on a Chevy Suburban. It's like that is not its that's purpose. exactly right. Like that is not what it's supposed to do, right? Yeah. But you have journalists that they just live for that. And so when we go to press launches, I will, I'll, like I said, what do you do? How many cars do you have? Do you ever race? Do you ever do this? Do you ever go to a track? Yeah. The journalists... There are a lot of journalists that don't like me. I'm totally fucking fucking That's right. that. They can all fucking. <laughs> yeah, totally. And you, you, must, you must be frustrated because you're like, we're in our late 30s. You're in your yeah, mid late 40s. Yeah. Okay. So, so you mid have 40s. a bunch of like millennials coming into the industry and they've probably like owned one car ever. And it's just some basic boring car. And they might not know how to drive a manual because you don't even you know need what? to know how to drive a manual now. And the, the, like that enthusiast, that enthusiast core isn't there. Like the romantic, the love, the romanticism well, of the yeah. automobile. Like, and, and, and you know what? I don't have a problem with that. One, be smart enough to know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. If, if you, if you're not yeah. willing to admit it for sure, that you don't know this or don't know that that's problem. Number one, if you're not willing to ask a question, that's problem. Number two, if like I'll tell for the first one to me, everybody's like, "Well, you could fix cars." I'm like, "I am not a mechanic." Yeah. By any no, I will break more shit than I have ever fixed. And if you tell me to wire a car, it's burning to the ground. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not my genre. Not what I do. Okay. However, I've been a racetrack instructor going on 17 years. I fucking race motorcycles at almost every track in the United States. Right. Well, I, you know, I, I own a Miata. That's it. I forgot. Yeah. So oh. we have a little Miata race car. Yeah. Um, with a bunch of buddies of mine. Um. This is what I do for a living. 
And it's what it's the only thing I do. I really don't drink, don't do drugs, don't womanize. I'm fucking with cars. I'm eating pizza and I'm going to bed. Thin crust. <laughs> Thin crust. No <laughs> cheese. No cheese. <laughs> um, so touching on the the press car thing, you have a press car now and you're writing. Yeah. Um, who who are you writing for? When so when where I, do we see your writing? I write for a bunch of different publications. Yeah. Um I write when I do automotive reviews, the, the automotive reviews are for a company called Auto Nation. And they're a big online dealer network. Oh, yeah. They're kind of like CarMax. Massive. Yeah, Auto Nation's right? huge. Massive. So and those reviews are pretty straightforward. If you want to read my reviews on there, it's it's everything you need to know and nothing you don't. It's going to have this much power, this much room. This is who it's aimed at. There's very little opinion. It's more of a it is what it is type of mm-hmm. type of site. And this is under your name, Mike Mike Musto, yeah. or is it just under? Yeah, no, it's under my name. It's yeah. a it's like a straight up shopping, straight it's, up shopping site. Yeah, yeah. You know, this um, is like a, well, I mean, forgive me, like an Edmonds, right? Oh, that's yeah, exactly. What, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, the fun part about that is, is I get to experience cars from every single genre, mm-hmm. which as, as a journalist, I absolutely love because I know what's out there. I know what the technologies are. I can form my own opinions, whether I like them or if I don't like them. Um, and I can use those in other reviews that I write for other publications, right? Um, and plus, as you guys all know, as the car guys, you're the guys that every single person that you know is going to come to to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do I buy? As is a big portion of our audience. Like right. That's that's kind of what who we cater to, really. Right. Yeah. And it's fun to be that guy. I enjoy yep. being that guy. And I love giving that information out. Um, sometimes people don't want to hear the information, but I but I enjoy giving it out. Um, but I also do a lot of writing for Haggerty. Um, I do a lot of writing for Hot Rod. So it's, it's cool because I really touch on a little bit of everything, right? I can still... You know, write write for Hot Rod and talk about muscle cars and really yeah. cool builds, and I can write for Haggerty and talk about more, just kind of a collector pieces, collector stuff, stuff and yeah. follow those markets, and then still do the consumer stuff. And then if I want to do video, I can go out and, and play with the public, which is for sure. really yeah. to do. So, yeah. so I'm curious, like, is there a car that maybe let's say in the last five years that has really surprised you as like something you expected to be totally bland and boring and not interesting, and you actually ended up like kind of falling in love with? Uh, there, yeah, there've been a couple. I mean, I'm, I'm finding that I'm, I'm really falling in love with the basis base model cars out there. Hmm. Um, like I was telling you before, it's, it's, I had a, a Volkswagen golf bone stock, 195 series tires, five speed manual the fucking thing was a hoot hmm. because you could just ring it out. It was a lot of fun to drive. It got 35 miles to the gallon. Yeah. The same was with the, uh, Corolla hatchback manual. Just a great, great right, little yeah, that's car. That's fun. Yeah. It's, I haven't um, you know the again, but you, you you look at cars from their. I always look at price points. Yeah. I think that things are way overpriced for what what they are right now. I think there were very few cars that actually deliver on what their prices dictate, right? Um, which is very frustrating to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are some cars that are always going to be great, right? Like if you told me what would you go out and buy right now if money was no object, I would buy a nine nine seven Gen two GT three RS. That's that yeah, that's less a than car. a heartbeat. Boom, done. I had a, a wonderful opportunity to race one on the one lap of America about five, six years ago. And brilliant. yeah, I mean, no, I mean, it's kind of perfect. I mean, best car like, ever. Yeah, yeah, especially if it's a manual, right? Manual, brilliant, <laughs> good, good size. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you do the uh, transit in between the tracks and everything? Oh or yeah. Did you just? Oh, you oh, did no, it for I, the whole I've event. I've won one lap of America four times. What? Yeah. Yes. Would you do it in? Uh, so I did it in a, my 68 Charger uh-huh. first year. That was a mistake. Um, <laughs> one set of tires, right? That's the whole thing. One set of tires. Yeah, it's generally 
between 2,500 and 3,000 miles, nine racetracks, eight days. Drag race and road course, Gen right? Drag race, road course. It is the most awful and greatest event you will ever I want to do it. Are, do they still oh, do it? Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm doing it in May. I want to do it too. I'm doing That's it in May. The, what, are you, what are you using in May? I'm not sure yet. So, I might be so you, did a, you did your charger? I did my charger. Uh, I did it in a um, GT3 RS. <laughs> yeah. I ran it with Matt Farah and a BM Matt did it in a BMW X5M. Oh, That's a good car for that. It's a brilliant car for yeah. that. Um, I ran it in a, I ran it, I had a 2006 Dodge Magnum, an SRT8 Magnum. Ran it in my, my, my Magnum. Um, Probably not the best car for it. No, it was bad. <laughs> um, and then I ran it, last time I ran it was in a 392 Challenger Shaker. Oh. Oh, oh shit! Oh, a new one. A new one. New one. Yeah, a new one. A um, yeah. What does it take to get in? How many people are doing it? Uh, it, it really I just haven't. Varies. I haven't. I haven't really researched it for Dude, a if long you, time. If you ever want to go, I definitely want to. But what's the time commitment? It's, it's a solid nine days. Ten nine days. days ten days. Okay. Yeah. It basically. Two weeks ish. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, it starts. No. A week and two it's weekends. It's a solid week. It's two yeah. weekends. Yeah. yeah. What happens is it starts and it finishes at the tire rack facility in. Um, South Bend, Indiana. Okay. Okay. So you have to get to Indiana with gotta the car. Got to get to Indiana with your car. And all your shit has to go in that car. There's no trailers. No. Oh, no, uh, no, no. You can have a trailer. Oh, but no one's carrying your stuff. You have to bring it. You got to bring it. So one set of tires. Okay. Um, as much shit as you can fit in your car. And you learn exactly what to bring. And by like the first year, I brought so much superfluous shit. Yeah. Like just yeah. You know, by the last year, I was like, I got a backpack and a set of tools. I'm good. Well, dude, if you're going with the fucking GT3, like. Well, what, <laughs> well it's just that. But, but you, your you charger know, or something, you, you need more. Oh, you need more stuff. Well, that was just it. We brought parts and, and tools. That, like and said, that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, but only 68 charger to ever do the admit and finish which is cool and you're, you're glad you did it i'm sure i oh yeah i wouldn't yeah. take i wouldn't take it take it away for anything um but it's um starts at the tire rack facility and then the tracks vary right so here's the thing you run two heats you do a morning and an afternoon at every track you go to if it's a road course you get one recon lap three hot laps and a cool down Dude. right so if you say you've gone so. to road america Big okay. That's a track with 350 mile an hour plus straights. You get one recon lap if you've <laughs> never been there. And then you have to go and you got to drive balls out. Yeah. Now, you don't have to drive balls out, but you're racing. You're going so to. You kind of yeah. do. Yeah. Right? That's a race. It's a race. And so you'll do your first heat. You'll do your second heat. Your times will be added up. You will leave based on how you finished. So say the. the the end of the, the second heat stops at 2 o'clock, right? Whomever the fastest guy is, boom, 2 o'clock, he's fucking gone, right? Now, he might only have 100 miles to drive, depending on where the next event is, or he might have 900 miles to drive. And you're not going to know till that day. They don't uh, tell you where you're going they, next. You don't know where you're going? They, they kind of give you an outline, but they always throw Brock. Brock Yates Jr. is God bless the guy. We'll always throw something in the So it's Brock Gates' son that's running it now? Yeah. Because Brock Gates started it, right? Brock Gates started oh, it. Brock Gates took it over. Who is, he's a dear friend of mine. Wonderful. Oh, man. cool. And um, it's, it's, it's great in that respect because for those who have never done it, you're just like, all right, it's uh, – Four o'clock in the afternoon. I just finished my second heat, and I got to drive eight hundred miles, <laughs> and then I got to be at the track at seven a.m. And <laughs> so I did not know it was like this. Oh yeah, no, that's gnarly. No, anybody who any like all these guys that have done like eight hundred oh, miles power tour, and I've done this, I've done that. I'm like, you haven't fucking done anything until you've done one lap. I kind of pictured it being a leisurely tour between no. these different tracks. <laughs> no, and then no, you would have too. yeah, no, like no, you'd no. have the breakfast like nice in the sketch. morning. Right. And nice no. 
No. Yeah. And I mean, you're you're rolling. So right? you, not only do you have to survive the track and all that stuff, your car has to make it to all these events. You but then you it. have to be in this car, race car, I'm using air quotes, for 800 miles on the highway. Oh. To, you know, at a time. It could, it could be time. 200 miles. Yeah. It could be 800 miles. It could be it, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, that's your home for a week. Yeah. If you get to a hotel and you get three hours of sleep a night, you crushed it. Are you camping along the way? No, no, no. Always hotels? Always hotels. I mean, I, there have been nights that I've slept in a car. In the car, yeah. Um, I remember one year, uh, I think it might have been Honda employees did it in an Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Did it a crazy it was Odyssey. I was crazy there, right? one. It yeah. was a crazy Odyssey, but <laughs> yeah. you were there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's when you do your transit legs, and here's the thing. Like, if you know you have to go 800 miles and you leave at four, you're not driving 55. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So you go back to kind of the old cannonball run mentality. Right. And this is where if you're a child of the seventies and the eighties, you kind of, that's what, that's what, that's well, what guys like me live for. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Brock Yates. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Like, like, like where was this born? From San Francisco to LA. It's not a transit. It's yeah. what's my fucking time. <laughs> that's, that's how I measure from San, from my house Allegedly. to East Bay to fucking Los Angeles. Valentine one, are we rocking? Or? Oh, I have a hundred percent. Valentine one and escort. Yeah. And both. Yeah. 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 And you know, when you're on one lap, it's Valentine one, it's an escort, it's a CB radio and you have in-car radios. Like we always go with at least three or four guys in-car radios between every guy. You Tell have them. a leader. Yeah. You have a spotter. Yeah. You have some guy that's bringing up the tail. And so it's, I've been in Alex Roy's car, the one that he was doing oh, the, 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 the M5 yeah, yeah. and it's just like, blah, 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 like yeah, everything's beeping and yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, GPS shit. And all. But it's, it's fucking brilliant. And when you're ripping through states like Kansas at 150 miles an hour, like I, listen, you know, guys will always be like, well, and you listen, I should say this. No one has to do that. Do the speed limit, do whatever you want. You know, we, we live in a golden age of horsepower and, and, and automobiles right now. Fuck you if you think I'm not taking advantage of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you got the brakes, you got the handling, you got the performance. To, to, it's, that's, I mean, it's... A, Dude, is there a better car yeah. than, like, a GT3? The, you know, yeah, we I, didn't even let you finish on what, what, what... I mean, that's you're like, saying it. I'm like... I think there is. Really? Dude, I think, the, I I think mean, there for, might for be, too. Yeah. I don't oh, know, yeah. Man. My I head's mean, spinning, and, the, and it's a lot around, like, the I mean, M5s and the, that the sort X5M of thing. The X5M that me and Farrah did it in that's was such a good, perfect. Sounds awesome. Yeah, but you're getting, you're losing, you're losing on the racetrack compared to a GT3. Uh, we wheeled pretty, like, but here's the thing. You bro you're broken up into classes. You have an overall, uh, okay. and then you're broken up into SUVs, modded muscle gotcha. car, oh, okay. big bore, how GT many, cars. How many cars are on a typical lap? Anywhere between 70 to 100. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Yeah, it's quite that's a bit. That's quite yeah. a bit. I'm so, thinking all-wheel drive. Like, what what were yours? You said you did it how many times? Four, six, five or six times. So what were all of the cars? We didn't like oh, finish. Oh, sorry. Um, it was... X5M um, and then what Charger, after that? X5M. X, yeah. Oh. Um, no, I think we went through them all. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I think that... What did I say the last 392 one? Shape. The 392 shape. 392. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you want something. The GT3 was, the again, one of my, my all-time favorite cars. Amazing track car. I don't want to drive it 3,000 miles here. Because it beat me up, and we're talking yeah. a car with race seats full. Yeah, it was an RS, bonuses. dude. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, you know, for some reason that's a, why it's not the E36 choice. E36 M345 stands out for some reason. No, I think like I got. I think I think like an SL65 Black series. I think a normal GT3, like not RS with sport touring series. or something. Honestly, yeah, GTR. Uh, Nine, so, 911 turbo yeah. turbo s, yeah, turbo s with that's true okay. pdk yeah. you mean because um, also if you have like if you have weather or anything yeah have weather but also tire conservation you've got all-wheel drive so you're, all -wheel you're drive. that helps and you got the grip you got the high speed performance again, it's, and, we've hit snow 
Yeah. Right? So if oh. you're driving something with a 200 treadwear tire mm. and it's rear wheel drive and you've got 315s or 355 <laughs> And you put 3,500 miles on it, it so you can wear out rear tires. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Because you're doing 55 trying to not die. Yeah. What happens if you don't make an event and you're screwed, right? I mean, you're out. You're, you're no, not gonna... you can make up points because oh. the, rate, the, the rate of attrition is massive. Is it? Don't, don't think that everybody that starts is going to finish. Yeah, right. So if you have 100 cars, just give or take, 100 cars that are going to start, 40% aren't going to make it. Shit. Because you're taking cars that are you're taking cars that are, are really kind of stretched to the limits. Yeah. And you're you're beating them to death. Yes. You're not you're not just driving these cars. You're going to a racetrack like Road America and you're doing three balls out, foot to the floor, hundred and fifty mile, hundred and seventy mile an hour laps in these things. These are these they're still on street tires, not on race tires. Yeah, because you have to drive tires. after because this. You have to drive to, to the next, next track. Event. So if you blow it up, yeah. you're fucked. Yeah. So what? There's also a drag race element. There's a drag race. I've been on it where there's a dirt track. That was fun. Whoa! Um, Brock is is a master of fucking you up. <laughs> well, by the way, he's also a master of logistics because getting oh, every track to be open and ready oh, no. to accept. They start planning this. Oh, they've got it. I yeah. mean, it's probably just a rolling thing it since is. the beginning of time, but. That's a that's a lot of doing in itself, you know, that it doesn't overlap with yeah. some other weird track event or and, and here's what the have thing. you. Guys have done it in like there was a guy with a seventy seven L T D wagon with paneling that did it because they just <laughs> wanted the experience. Yeah, yeah that's why. Yeah. And I mean they knew they weren't gonna do it and they didn't. But like if you're a car guy, if if you really want it, this is one of this is a must do event. A true car you guy thing. You have to do it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You can do it ten times, you can do it once, but you have to do it. Tesla. No, nah. you're not gonna make it. You make it two laps and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> no. See, I was th my mind was going Panamera like turbo. Absolutely. Like, the leanest Panamera turbo you can get. Like it's without a pig. all the all the you don't need that. shit. But oh, but it's but, fast. But you're stoked know, on but... the I think with a just an eleven turbo S you're you're there. <laughs> yeah. Um I guess C sixty three AM. Well and here's the deal. Don't go thinking you're gonna win because you're not. You have pro drivers in this thing yeah, that are right. gonna rip you in half. Right. You, right. you think you're hot shit at your local trap, and you might be. Yeah, these are dedicated people who are willing to do one lap. Like that already sets them apart, right? Yeah, yeah. and you've got people that have done it for the last thirty years, right? Mm -hmm. so, I think you'd almost be better off going with the Odyssey because you won't be grouped with those maniacs. Well, like be, I said, the X Five M, the Matt and I did it in. Yeah, was, was probably pretty cozy, brilliant. Like I might go back. Did I might you see win if your, I can. Did like, you win your class? No, we didn't because the transmission. We went. We were me and Matt were racing against the the Jeep SRT team. It was when the first oh, SRT oh, Jeep geez. came out. Um, and yeah. we literally went lap, track to track. We flip flopped, and mm. these were Jeeps pro drivers. Whoa! And Matt and I, you know, these guys were like, "Ah, hey, you're a fucking bunch of journalists." Matt and I have been running tracks for twenty years. Yeah. And so, literally, it was track to track. We would swap places, and the Jeep guys finally came up to us and they said, "If you beat us, it's going to look really bad." Oh yeah. It? And at Road America. They sabotaged you? No, they didn't sabotage anything. <laughs> I, I was driving at Road America, and I overheated the transmission, and it went in limp mode on the uh, BMW. Uh, what a coincidence. That was it. Yeah, that sawdust. Yeah. Pouring out of <laughs> yeah. the dipstick. And that was that. Damn. Yeah, but that, that's a fun, fun truck, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. Like, you know, I drove a friend of ours, and for a while we swapped. I, he wanted to drive my E34 M5 for a yeah. week, and I had that. And it's just, it's it has so much fucking torque. And yeah. like, you could just, like, you're like, oh, okay, downshift, you're flat, you yeah. fly around and anything. It's and super capable. And it's capable. It handles really well. He brought it on our rally, like, three days of back roads. So fun. No problem. You go into your first corner with that thing, and you forget you're driving an SUV. Yeah. yeah. You, you just beat it like it owes you money, and it just rewards so you. It's fun. great. The way that it transfers power around, too, like, you can get on the 
the on the power super early, like like before the apex even, and it just rips you around. Oh, dude, it's, it's great! Like, so fun. Yeah, it's just a big yeah. fat high GTR. It's really cool. Yeah, that's a really good choice. GTRs for that. probably always win it, huh? GTRs have won a lot. Um, the I mean again, the all-wheel drive cars do great, and now again, you're putting out six, seven, eight hundred horsepower in some of these things because they're all tuned. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, that's hard it, to it almost feels like cheating though to take definitely a GTR or even the X5M Dude, when you have guys driving challengers. Listen, it, again, it's, you know, like it's your all old challenger. It's all based on whatever you want to do. Charger, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, well, we, we ran in the muscle car class yeah. and again, I, I showed up. I mean, you're talking about a car that's got torsion bars in the front, <laughs> leaf springs in the back and a, and a 440 big block with a 800 double pumper on top. Like, where are you going? <laughs> Are Did you finish? Ma- manual? Oh yeah, we finished. That's awesome. It's, it? uh, my car is a a um, reverse manual valve body with a gear vendor overdrive on it, so okay. I have to mm. shift manually. Yeah, but yeah. I do have an electronic overdrive that I put in. Got it. So I can cruise at 80, 90 miles an hour on the, on the highway if I want to, um, but I only get eight miles a gallon. So like again, what if I'm getting one hundred and twenty five miles to a tank? Yeah. Shit. So it's Dude, expensive. We gotta do That's this. a long trip. That sounds like a blast. You, you guys they, would love to do that. Do they do four-person teams? Yeah, you can do whatever you do want, whatever. right? Yeah. You guys want to drive this year? I'll get a Jeep and we can all go. <laughs> you totally think I'm kidding. But Dude, I'm totally I... Uh, when do you go? You go in May? May. Wow. Can't do it this year, but I would you, you love have to, to make that happen. List. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be a fucking blast. What, is, That's do a, any, uh, any like low-budget-ish type of cars stand out in your experience from ones that you've seen mike i'd like you people who are having a lot of fun introduce our dirtbag part of the team (laughs) i like to stick in the the sub five thousand dollar range (laughs) neglected neglected cars and terrible owners mostly is my wheelhouse on uh on one lap or just in general on one lap yeah like people that you've seen what's the shittiest car that can pull it off spirit of the event like they they just had a blast if your car is reliable any car can pull it off yeah i'm just wondering if you have any examples of people who have done that besides the ltd you guys do yeah, be a prob- good probably my charger type bar yeah right. that's pretty cool yeah probably my charger was was probably one of the worst cars to yeah. run one lap it was yeah. completely unsuited for it um but it was my car that's what i had that's what i took i love it so you dove right into this one of the questions that i wanted to ask you is uh you know you see a lot of stuff in the car world what are the events that you look forward to the most the car the car stuff where you get to kind of leave work behind and just have fun with cars um, and maybe it's the one lap based one, on that one description. Lap is definitely one of them. One lap is, is the one, and I don't get to do it every year, but when I do have the time to go, um, one lap is just, it's just an adventure with your buddies. It's, it's, yeah. it's that ski trip that you would do. It's that camping trip that you would go, except we do it in, in high speed cars. Um, you know, I still love, you know, doing things like Pebble Beach. Um, I like doing most of these, like if I do cars and coffees or doing car shows like, like that, I generally like to go by myself and it's, it's nothing against anybody, but if I go by myself, you can go and browse, I can browse and I can talk to whomever I want to talk to and Mm -hmm. I can, I can spend 15 minutes with a person or I can spend an hour and a half with a person. And that's, that's, again, I, I like people. I really enjoy talking. I, if I went to a car show, I'd find the oldest guy with the biggest white beard because he's the fucking guy with the best stories. <laughs> you know that. Oh, for sure. I don't want the fucking Guido in the Lamborghini. Fuck him. He hasn't done anything yet. You know? So it's... that. That's, you know... Like I said, I... I it's not a job. I mean, it's just what, what I love. That's what you do. like, I just, yeah. I, just, I just love cars. How often are you getting out in the Miata with your friends? Um, we have a race. We're going to run... We ran Chump Car with it last year. Uh, we're going to do it again in March. Oh, is that the one you drive with Farrah? No, no. We, what is he in? What is that series he runs in? He does Chump Car. 
But he does. No, he does like the CSR, no, not some CSR, East Coast thing. I think right. Coast one. Lucky yeah. Dog is it? We no, ran. it's not Lucky Dog. No, Something like that. Though. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What Miata are you running then? We have a ninety-five, ninety-six Miata. So yeah, NA. And then NA. wow, so seat bolted to the floor. Yeah, one point eight. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it's it's a fully built car, full cage. So how do you do, like, are you guys all different sizes? All different sizes. Well, so, I have an insert. I have, they have an insert. Yeah, because when yeah. I get in, the insert comes out. So, yeah. like, we had to literally cut the door panels out and put in NASCAR bars that go into the door. And out yeah. Because I couldn't sit in another line. <laughs> we had to cut the floor pan out and drop it down and put braces in so that my head would fit under with my helmet on, like, fit under Broomstick. the cage. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. There's so much fun, and yeah. it's you know, it's just it's. And I, listen, I'll be the first to admit that I never wanted to admit that I would like a Miata, because I was always like, oh, it's fucking done. I'm a car doesn't have 500 horsepower, and then I fucking drove it, and I was like, I'm a fucking douchebag. <laughs> I'm like the dumbest guy in the world for saying that. It's, it's, so yeah, it's a little fun little go karty toy thing. They're yeah, brilliant, and it does everything right yeah. for what it is. And you guys do like the endurance type of events where it is a team thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we generally have uh, generally four drivers. Um, we've run um, Thunder Hill. Um, they just did. Uh, I couldn't do that. The last one at Laguna Seca, and I'm going to do uh, um, Thunder Hill again. And we did uh, Sonoma as well. Nice. Yeah. How so? How much commitment? I mean, we've all done lemons racing, and and mm-hmm. and you know, it's that's the problem. We we're all really busy. So it's like we, even when we have arrive and drive opportunities, even that seems like a big commitment. Are you, how involved are you with the car and everything? Uh, my friend Pete and his son Declan, they're the ones that really maintain the car. They do everything to the car and we're kind of like the show up ride and drive guys. Um, just because of our time commitments, it's, it's very difficult for us to do anything else. Yeah. Um, but once we're there, it's a full team effort. Um, you know, everybody takes turn fueling. We do all this stuff. But Pete and Declan are the ones that they they did it. I mean, we couldn't do it without them. Those are the guys that are the backbone of the team. Nice. Where's the car located? Uh, Palo Alto. Oh, sweet. So yeah. that's yeah, close. And how many races do you do a year, you said? I try to do two or three. Nice. Got to get know. back in the saddle. I know, we it's, do. It's, yeah. Really, yeah. Great. yeah, we talk about it all the time, and then we get busy. And We have a lot of stuff, though, going on. We do <laughs> I know, I several know. rallies a year. We do rallies. And all this and stuff, so. By the way, yeah, when, are you coming along? I'm going to try to come along. So March, uh, we got the one on March 15th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, I know you had... You were debating possibly E12. You're like thinking, but yeah, well, like, 928 is the right says, car, though. But you said you said E12 is museum perfect. The E12, the E12 is it, it kind of. And Camisa will tell you the same thing. Oh, like okay. He saw it. And he was like, "Where the fuck did you find this?" Yeah, yeah. And we're the second owners. We bought it off an estate sale from <laughs> wow. a pilot that passed away on uh, Tiburon, mm. and literally opened this door and I saw this little blue. And I was I was actually looking for an E28 M5 when I when I bought that. Yeah, and it was a little ad that just said BMW 528 i79, exceptionally clean, with one shitty picture. And I went and I opened the doors and I looked at the same. Like, I couldn't throw money at the guy passing. Mm. And I've yet I've had offers for more than four times what I paid for the car, and people are just like, "You can't drive it." You're like, it, "There, it's a museum piece." Dang. And yeah, like my wife took the part stations. Yeah, that's definitely not that. the car. Yeah, don't take I that. I mean, and your 928 is almost at that level. I mean, from what it's I it's really mean, nice. How would you compare your 928 versus the E12 in terms of condition? Because your 928 is like close to perfect. <laughs> from yeah, what the, the E12 is. Yeah. The E12s, they're E12 is probably a bit nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that original paint on your 928? 
Yeah, except the front quarter and the door have had some paint work. Oh, okay, because right yeah, we were. I think Lane and I were going over it. We're like, we can't tell. It looks really fucking good, but paint was so good. Yeah, it's a yeah. nice car. The, yeah. front, the front right corner and the door have had a little paint work done. Um, but otherwise, it's 100. percent Yeah, original. we get a lot of 928s on our rallies. I mean, a lot by relative yeah. standards. I mean, we've had four or five every whatever. rally. There's a few but that I mean, show yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, there's these two guys. Uh, Dennis and David on the East Bay, and they're like oh, no, 928. Dennis. Yeah, Dennis Hager, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's like yeah. 928. Dennis is like guy, the 9, 928 guru. He is, and yeah. he's been on every rally with so a different bring, 928. He has a really nice. It's, I think it's his black one's a Euro. Yeah, so exactly. it's like an 85 Euro. Right. So it's a 30. So it's a 16 valve no. car with a 300, 300 horsepower. That's right. That's like my holy grail 928. Yeah, and then a lot of people's holy grail is yours. The the yeah. you know with all the S4 components right. in the old body. I'm an old body fan. Yeah, me you too. Know, so I, yours, I like is a better. yours is considered an 86 and a half, right? No, that- mine's an 86. It's okay. been updated to an 86 and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, gotcha. So it, I have the S4 suspension, um, S4 big, the larger Brembo brakes and rotors. The only thing my car doesn't have um, that the 86 and a half doesn't is a true dual exhaust. Oh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm continually shocked that there aren't more of them on the road because it's it's it, it'll happen it's so much like it's such a cool car drive, drive any 911 of the day sans a 930 and yeah. the 928 is a better car it'll out i will take anybody who's got a bone stock 911 from the day again sans a 930 you want to go to a racetrack i will meet you there with a 928 and i guarantee you i will school you uh-huh because I, I truly believe the 928 is that much of a better car. It's better balanced. It's 50-50 weight distribu- distribution. It has a, you know, passive rear steering. Um, it's faster. It's just a better car. The yeah. amazing thing about 928s for me is I always pictured them being the big, bulky ones. But you get next to those oh, today, they're tiny. and they're yeah, tiny, yeah. and then the it's all cars, aluminum, and it's like Dude, the, the you get inside, and it feels yeah. kind of light and nimble, and it it's just it it, it kind of uh, surprises you when you actually get next uh, to it. So what's yeah. it's the car? I had a 1980 with a you know dog yeah. leg five speed and everything, yeah. uh, and that's a car that like. At the same time, I had a pretty new 911. Yeah. And I drive the 911, you kind of get the like, eh, you know, fuck these right. kind of. The 928, everyone's like, what is that? What do you got right. in that thing? You right. know, it has a V, it had a Borla exhaust. Yeah. They're like, what the, what is that thing? Is that a, por- what is that? And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's a Porsche. They're, with a V8? And like, people right. are just like, mesmerized by it, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. funny how that, yeah, definitely everyone yeah appreciates it. Is it is kind of spaceshipy looking and everything? Like, I, yeah. I was couple years ago i was in tahoe and like just like sitting in the hot tub at the hotel and randomly started talking to the guy that was like, sitting there you know because you're in the hot tub sure, of course and, uh, and um so he saw i was in my e34 this is getting m5 weird. and uh, he was i saw i was in my e34 m5 and he's yeah. like is that your bmw there and i'm like oh yeah like that, that's mine he's like m5 huh, blah, blah blah and we started talking turns out he's a big car guy and he said he was driving across montana in his 928 s4 yeah. uh which he had driven there but i didn't I hadn't seen right. it at this point and uh apparently he was going one fucking, who knows, 150, right. 160. He said it was very deep into the triple digits, uh, sees the lights coming, yeah. lights coming. He's like, fuck, slows down, whatever. And um, and I think the question was, uh, he's like, oh, I drove uh, from Michigan over, right? And so I'm like, oh, Montana, you got right. you know no speed limit. And he's like, well, not necessarily, <laughs> not, 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 not anymore, right? <laughs> Apparently not all of yeah. Montana. Yeah, it changed. Yeah, right. and so, yeah. and the cop walks up to the window and he's like, doesn't say anything about speeding or anything. Right. He's like, what is this thing? You know, <laughs> and thank you for stopping <laughs> because yeah. he's like, I don't think I would have been able to catch yeah. up to you. And like, it's just funny how a lot of people don't even know that those things existed or they were a thing. But So you know. what, what got you into that? I mean, you were obviously a muscle car guy and 
and now here you are with multiple Euro cars. I mean, it, it was it was a bucket list car for me. I, I never wanted a 911. It just um, the first time I ever experienced a 928 was my dentist had one. Hmm. I had a dentist, big Italian guy. His name was Doctor Joe DeGrossa, and he had a candy apple red 928 with anodized gold wheels on it with a dog leg in it. Jeez. And I was a kid. <laughs> I was in junior high or whatever the case was. And I remember going to his office and I said, Doc, I said, is that your, your 928? And he said, yeah. I said, would you mind taking me for a ride? And he got, yeah, let's go. Jumped in the car, pulled out of the fucking parking lot sideways. Had an LSD in the back. Whop, whop, whop. And I was like, what in the holy fuck is this thing? Yeah. And because I had, you know, I saw it at Risky Business and all these other movies. And I was kind of already just kind of enamored with it. But that was my first experience with it. And I was like, I'm going to get one of these cars. Mm-hmm. And it was my, again, it's a bucket list car for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and then you read every single horror story about a 928. The electronics, the this, the that, blah, 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 blah. And the problem is, like, what people don't realize is, the fact of the matter is, it's a supercar. It was a supercar for the, for the 80s, right? You know, big 32-valve overhead cam V8. Right, it was pretty fucking. Yeah, complex. your car was probably sixty something thousand dollars sticker. Yeah, I mean, in '86, it was a fifty-three, fifty-four thousand yeah. dollars car. So, and I put a ton of money into my car, and everybody's like, "Well, you put you know ten, fifteen grand into probably it, more than that." And I go, and stuff like that. "So what?" Like my whole thing is, I'm still into it for less than the price of a new Camry. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like when I came down to Radwood in L.A., it was it's it does exact. It's so rewarding when you when you get to drive a car. And it absolutely lives up to every expectation you have because so often the cars that you drive don't, right? You yeah. have this vision of what they're supposed to be. Right. And the 928 was just brilliant. I mean, yeah, mid 80s, and mid-80s, you just mob down to LA totally on analog, the freeway, great, right? Yeah, manual. I mean, you know, I had my wife in the car. We, you know, we took it up to 130 miles an hour every now and then, yeah. just ripping it through. And I'm like, this fucking thing is brilliant. Details are great on those cars. Like I remember when I first got mine, I opened the hood, and it's like the the hood weighs nothing. It's aluminum, it's aluminum. and it has this beautiful engine. Yeah, and uh, and and then like even the door pockets, like full, they come they out come in a cool out. way, the and the dash pod moves the up. Wheel. down with the wheel and yeah. it's just like really uh not well like built car well too. built just yeah. solid like the yeah. door just thumps closed and well and they trump anything that was in the i mean listen you, you've got your sec which you know i love and it's those cars from that era the german cars those are if they're maintained they are truly forever cars yeah. because nothing oh, was yeah. so over engineered and so that, over in that sec too it's so great the dash is like oh, it's brilliant six inches deep it's oh. so beautiful and yeah it's like the, a sculpture right? it's, it's something they can never do so now right so solid looking yeah the, the the 928 i was thinking as you were describing you know just driving like um I remember that Top Gear episode when they're dicking around in South America yeah. and fucking Clarkson pissed everyone off. But like he get he chokes up talking about yeah. it on camera and they left it in there when he was talking about his dad dying in yeah. his deathbed. And he was so happy that he was in that car yeah. when I mean this is a terrible thing. I'm sure. not happy, no, no, but no. he was yeah. glad sure. that he was in that car because that was one of the few cars in period that he could drive across the country at 160 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, and you know reliably at whatever for whatever length of time right and like yeah. and he felt that because he was in that car at that moment he was able to see his dad alive for like sure. that, those last few hours or whatever right, right. versus anything you could have been in a testarossa probably wouldn't have made it right maybe after 20 minutes it would have Something's over. gonna overheat <laughs> right right yeah so it was just kind of no yeah they're phenomenal cars we've said before on our podcast there's like the 928 effect with a lot of cars where they were too expensive 
because the, to maintain. The, the maintain the maintenance exceeded the value. Oh, and, and, they and, were too, and it's not cheap. They right. weren't worth enough to maintain. Right. Correct. So, and that's why so many languished. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, you had the maintenance exceeding the value. And now, you know, it's kind of come full circle and like now they're valuable. So now people are willing to spend the money. So you're right. starting to see really nice ones surface, which is cool, yeah. you know, and, and even now they're still kind of a good value. You know, you can still, you can still get a really yeah. nice one for, you know, low twenties, yeah. high twenties around there. But I think they're going to get like, and, th and this is where we have our problems is that, like my car's got 82,000 miles on it, right? And it's like, oh shit, do I? And I've never been that guy. I have never ever been that guy where I'm like, I'm not gonna drive the car. Fuck the next owner, it's my car, yeah. I'm gonna use it. And like I had been to, before Radwood in LA, literally the previous week I had been in LA with the 928. Mm -hmm. So in the past two months, I've probably put 4,500 miles on that car. Oh wow. And okay. I, again, I get press cars all the time. Yeah. I would much rather drive the 928 than just about any press car I've ever had. For sure, yeah. And I think that's, and again, I think the same can be said for, for things like your SEC, for your GTI, for the cars that we all have, because that's what we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's, I, I love it. Yeah, the SEC, the SEC is the like a great like here to LA car. Like that's it's it's so easy, you know. Yeah. And and same deal. It's I mean they're it's also a great car so to run to the liquor store in too. Which <laughs> like <laughs> you know it's like totally. you also Everything. I remember with my my nine twenty eight I had it and like a pretty new nine nine six and like I take the nine twenty eight to the liquor store and I go. And it would just get sideways everywhere. I every right. every turn, every stoplight, you right. can get you can get the rear end to come out. Right. And it was it's like muscle car ish. It's right? so that fun. Way, yeah. It's kind of a hot it's totally thing. like an Aston, you know, that Vantage kind well, of thing. Let me ask on. you guys this. Speaking of a nine nine six, so and this is I don't know if this is on topic or off topic. Where do you do you think there's still good values, and do you think they're worth it? So hard. Nine nine six. We've just seen a lot of attrition and gnarliness with it's just that, that so earlier, I mean actually on our Thursday show that you know, a few days ago when you were here, yeah. uh, you know, we were talking about the boxsters and the can that was actually on a e the, oh that's right that was our patreon, our patreon edition. tune in on that yeah. uh but uh we were talking about boxsters right and so that is they're smaller displacement motors with essentially the same head and block right essentially so you have more meat to these things and so like we've 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 been seeing a lot of these of the 911s like basically with less material on these heads and that are in blocks that basically disintegrate you know eventually you know and they they have chunking problems. They, they have, warp. You know, they have they warp. They've got air pockets in them and the castings, and so it's it's just really unfortunate. And it goes beyond the IMS thing, right? And so okay. it's a total it's a total gamble. You know, like you never know. You you might get a good car and you're good forever, and you might not. And maybe it, at this age, they've they've ferreted out all the bad ones, right? Maybe not. Yeah. But if you do, end and up it's in that like situation. bad bad for which problem? Because yeah. right. there's several. And then if you do have an issue, it's not go to the junkyard. And get a motor. No. It's a rebuild for eighteen thousand yeah, dollars, right? Okay. For an eighteen thousand dollar. I mean, the great right. like if you're looking at GT3s or turbos, like, that's a different ballgame, right? Like, okay, turbo engine. Turbo is the best right. value right now. It is. I mean, in many ways, and I think it's a really good place to park your money, and also in terms of enjoyment, it's a phenomenal car. The, like, yeah, yeah. And nine nine six GT3 is like one of yeah the best driving cars big, ever yeah, way up there but i did drive i don't think we talked about it on here okay. i drove a friend who so his he took his 996 i don't know it's an 02 or something or 03 regular, he took it on our rally two years ago blew the motor Oof. after he had bbi did full suspension oh jesus everything he could do to it yeah and he blew the motor on our rally day two and, and and I think by the way it was the it was the chunking problem. With okay. Yeah, it so was it wasn't IMS. It was just yeah. like had one hundred and thirty thousand miles on it, and yeah. So 
he blew the motor. He got the motor rebuilt, got it built up to, and it sleeved okay. up to a four liter. Okay. So now it's supposedly like bulletproof. It's legit, right? Yeah, it's bulletproof. It's built by this builder in LA that's known for this, and he builds race motors and okay. stuff. Uh, I did. I took that thing out. I was on a rally last last or two weeks ago, the 50 year storm rally down from Palm Springs to the border of Mexico. Okay. And we were, and I took that thing on a little stint. It's an, the, it was fucking beast. <laughs> it was, it, it was insane. It's all like killer suspension. Right. Like, uh, I think it's, is it Motons or what does it have? I can't remember, but yeah, no rubber in the bushings. No rubber it's all okay. bushings. joints and, and yeah, just like spherical. full, you know, uh, half cage, half cage race, race seats, seats. Like, yeah. dude the thing was like so playful and not scary at all but you could just like you could do whatever you wanted with it mid-turn you're like oh fuck it's like decreasing radius you're like oh i'll just fucking turn in right and and it's just like you play with the rear end the rear end is kind of dance it's like it, it was it was an incredible experience like that's cool. so that car set up i mean they're they're amazing and so and the power was so linear but it was fast. Um, it was just a good amount of power. Right. Uh, so with something like that, I guess what the, the the idea is like the concept. What are they calling it? Like a nine nine six street. Yeah, cup? their cup. concept is basically cup. like you don't have to buy a GT three. They're calling it street street cup. cup. Yeah, okay. This is a BBI partnership, and okay. the idea is this rivaling a GT three, right? So you can build your own nine nine six. That's supposed to be very reliable. Yeah. And you know you buy a, a decent car for fifteen grand now, and then throw another, let's say, fifteen twenty grand 20. at it, and you're still under GT three pricing right, right, cost. Right. Sure. Who knows what the value is moving forward? But if you want a focused driving fun machine that's going to be reliable, yeah, it's a tremendous amount of car for the val for the price. I was definitely that. like cheating on this on this road, you know, road tour, right? Where you know we were we, we were, were on this. My, we were driving my nine forty four. Okay, and then there's people. I was in trying to follow them in the nine forty four. I was like, <laughs> and the road we were on is it goes into uh, Anza Borrego or Borrego Springs. Yeah, yeah, just, sure. Yeah, this you know that road. Yeah, bro, that, I know exactly what you're talking about. God damn it! I'm insane. in the middle of a turn. The rear end kind of steps out, and, just like, oh, <laughs> and I'm so kind of like good. holding onto the prototypo, like please God, please, please, yeah. right. and he's just <laughs> gone. Yeah, it was so. just. It was incredible. So I think there is there is something there, but you're, yeah. you have to be willing to throw. I think you have to be car. kind yeah. of a little bit of a mad scientist to make it perfect. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's really sad that like, or you just dump forty grand or whatever. Right. And, and get a what what else? Well, no, I mean, oh, oh. you know, totally whatever the streak car, up is. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, what are you comparing that to? You know, what else could you get for the forty grand? Well, Maybe this a, is the best turbo. option. But I think a nine nine six turbo is where where you park where you where you put your money. That's where you go. You can get a kit. Like I I went John Bullock, our friend that's been on some rallies. He, I went and inspected it for him during the last Lufka Colt, and he bought the car. Uh, what was the mileage? Like Forty thousand. Forty thousand miles. Yeah. What did he pay for it? Black on black, it was like forty-two See, that's, grand. That's yeah. such a steal. Yeah. Forty-two grand. Four hundred and twenty horsepower. And you can daily drive. that with oh, no oh, yeah. problem. Yeah. So good. Brilliant. And the car was the car is so clean and it's capable as hell. He came on our yeah. NorCal rally with it, and he was just like. Isn't it totally. like 180 mile an hour car? And he has yeah. he he has a 65 GTO That's, that he's taken on our rallies, and that he's had that car since high school. It was a, yeah. like, and you would dig that car. Oh, too. I've seen that. I saw yeah, the video. A blue one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he break and he, down at some point or something happened? The, oh, the Camaro did. did. The Z28 did. Oh, Camaro, but yeah. they yeah. were together. Yeah. But yeah. he he loves that car too. But it's like he's getting into like the more you know he's like oh I need a I want a back road kind yeah. of car. And that car is amazing for forty-two grand or whatever. Absolutely, and it's it's and it, that's a bulletproof motor. Okay, so that's and a it, car you could just beat on all day long. And if you want to, 
you can get 600 horsepower out of it yeah for yeah. very cheap for, so yeah and there's super fun on the back roads too yeah. like i was he let me drive in a titan twisties around <laughs> mm-hmm. on the santa cruz mountains yeah. and i've always been anti the turbo just because of <laughs> my perception my, my guess about Wait. how the all-wheel drive yeah. thing would factor it's like surprisingly not a factor and i was like really trying to tune in yeah. it's still you can drive, have as much fun as you want in that car in now, the back roads are the they made those cars in, in automatic too with the tip top they did, right? they did yeah. are yep. those any good the, the, or is it kind of like the difference between a 928 automatic so Al, alex at Sharkworks is so the guy the, to ask the tip's about that. a good transmission it's not like a bmw it's not gonna blow up right but I think it's. I've never driven one. I I have a feeling it's not as fun. I'm sure it's not. Yeah, uh, right. but they are good for like Alex from Sharkworks. You know Sharkworks guys. Yeah, sure. So they bought one brand new back in the day in like 2002. Right. And he used it primarily as a drag racing car. And it was like I guess they're really good for launching and stuff. Okay. And they could they could handle tons eight, of power. 800 horsepower or something. Okay. But I don't know if that's the car you want for. No, no. I. I but you can get what you can get that a uh, tip for thirty. Five grand. Yeah, see, that's unreal. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> this 996 question is kind of like, it, it, it bugs me a lot. And I've, I've, I keep looking at them. Like, every three months, I'll just kind of forget yeah. the research I've done and look. But the, the uh, just to give my opinion on where it boils down for me is basically like, a not, the 996 is an awesome car for handling. It would be great to uh, use as a daily driver even and use it on track days, use it on back roads uh, uh, events. Um, but the problem is you have these weird issues that are very hard to predict uh, ahead of time. And uh, you really want to use that car. What it's great for is on track stuff and hammering it. Uh, but it's exactly that behavior that can exacerbate these issues that, yeah. the, and, yeah. and you can kill a motor and just the penalty is not five grand. It's, no, it's 15. 20 grand. They yeah. just didn't 15, build the motors. Right. They like, they fucked up. Right? Yeah. It but it's a beautiful because... chassis. It's falling perfectly in that age range of like, you know, where low on the depreciation curve right. and especially so for this, just because of these issues, uh, it's kept it artificially low, but, um, uh, so it would be the perfect answer for us, like, you know, sports car enthusiasts, just getting the older Porsche because <laughs> right. the 997s, uh, 997.2s like They're aren't really there. dipped yeah. yet. Uh, but unfortunately it's just like kind of a, it's, you have to be very brave to jump yeah. in or just yeah. have the bankroll to be able to, uh, to do it. If do whatever if this something street car yeah, is, if there's a problem, you just go, yeah, whatever. Just, Cause yeah. the, the V8 replacement option sounds that's terrible too, to me. But that's also very expensive. It's a 7,000 kit plus right. a motor, right? Yeah. yeah. Renegade. And I will, like, and I will never be right. No. Right. It'll be uh, lop, lopsided. I hadn't, <laughs> yeah. I hadn't driven a 996 in a while and, and Patrick's is always like super modified, but that chassis is so, so good. Good, right? It's He's so, also got it so dialed with those great seats, the suede steering with the suede like cup steering yeah. wheel. Um, it's yeah. so good. Like the chassis dialed. is just like amazing. Like everything yeah. transfers like <laughs> yeah. perfectly. Ah, it's just such a beautiful drive. One thing on his car that I've never really noticed on others is he did the GT uh, center, the console. center oh, console. Yeah, so you delete the. That yeah. looks so good. Awesome. That's, That's a good really like key. big man. It's like, cause yeah. it's nice to, that's one thing that really annoys me about those. The 996 with the center console with that stupid oh, thing in the middle. Like, table. Yeah. The, I mean, Trayer. the tier's already bad as it is, but then you delete that and it brings back, you know, harkens back to the original right, right, 911, so it feels right. more airy, the simpler dash, less of that 90s swoopy, swoopy plastic Taurus, better, right? So, Taurus plastic exactly, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I feel you. I think it's definitely enticing like going that route you know you don't have to go that hardcore with the suspension with no. the, yeah you know but keep some rubber in there yeah, although exactly. you know what it rode pretty good the only thing is if you were on a, a straight and you're kind of bombing 
if there was some like it wants bumps, to move it I wanted bet. to kind of like yeah. bounce a little bit but mid-turn and on that kind of stuff it was really good yeah it's, yeah. All, it's definitely in the suspension tuning it's just like but yep. there's harshness with heim joints it's just no, you know, no like, i, I, and I like think there's that. some like maintenance too, too it's, have that, it's just yes yeah. it, i just don't like the slab slab yeah. and it's like and you're also ruining your suspension because they are metal on metal right. that are designed for smooth surfaces so like yeah the yeah. more you do that the more you're fucking up your car so you're saying like a 15 mile dirt road in that car is probably not probably not off and that's what he did patrick didn't have navigate he didn't didn't have the maps so or a navigator or a navigator so he followed so he us followed us we went the dirt road oh jesus and it was just washboard gnarliness and it just rained the week like the day before <sighs> poured and we're climbing these hills at some at one point I'm, we're in the 944 we're in third gear 1800 rpm spinning the rear wheels just clay to make it up clay and he's in that thing and with our triple eights yeah oh god <laughs> yeah he, he survived yeah. sorry i well, could not champion. believe it yeah, I mean, you know, trophy trucks, I'm sure, have sphericals everywhere, too, but they're replacing them regularly. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're going to get the feedback yeah. and that you, you're going to get that, that communication from the car. You know, it's it's going to drive well, but, yeah, it's gnarly. I mean, Beautifully like, balanced cars, though. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you're you definitely not like, oh, with this rear engine, like, right. really hurting my right. <laughs> anything. You know, it's just yeah, a beautiful drive. Wh why do you ask, Mike? Are you thinking yeah. about a 996? Uh, you know what? I look all the time. I, I look yeah. at, I, you know, every night before I go to bed, I sit online and I look at three to 500 cars. Are you using BRZO, by the way? Well, of course. Okay, good. Nice. All right. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's... I love it, to see your searches, by the way. They're totally eclectic, dude. Like, yeah. I, give it, I was looking at 70 Polaris last night. Oh, yeah. You're probably at, way in the muscle stuff. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't have one muscle search. and like. But, I mean, I look at – I love I, – I mean, I really – I like eclectic stuff. Yeah. You know, so I was looking for Supers. You know, um, yeah. don't give a shit about the previous gen Super. Um, so, which, which gen – Third gen? Uh, third, he wants yeah. a third gen. Did you see the one that we posted? Is that when it triggered this search? <laughs> Did you no, see it? but I, I, I saw that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, those are they had head gasket issues, but once yeah. you sort that, once you sort that out, I mean, they're, they're supposed to be cars. really stout. Yeah, and, yeah, that's a good motor. You know, I had a buddy of mine with one in high school, and it was uh, it was just a great car. I'm not I'm not a super sports car guy. I'm I'm a big guy. I like GT cars. I like GT cars. Yeah. Um, I like long distance, high speed shit, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so you want me to drive from California to New York? I, I, I've done it probably seven times, you know, back and crisscross this country, six ways from Sunday. And I love doing that, but it's gotta be the right car. That for sure. And it's got like my, my prerequisite now is that it has to cruise all day long at between 80 and hundred miles an hour. And I got to get at least 300 miles to a tank. If Damn. I can't get a car that does that, but none of your muscle cars do that. They don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Daytona does. Is a fuel cell? Or something? Yes, it does. Okay. And it's got a wicked overdrive. Um, it's also aero, man. And it's aero with EFI. <laughs> How big is the fuel cell? Thirty-three gallons. Dang. Yeah. Um, nice. So that car will do it. The Charger will not. Um, the 928 will do 300 miles, just about 300 miles. I can make it from here to the base of the Grapevine at 90. Mm. Between between 90 and 100. Um, Allegedly, but you're there. I mean, then you're good. You have you have a little break right yeah. there. You get your gas yeah. and you get that. Let it cool Bell. down. Yeah. <laughs> cool down for a second. Yeah. Uh, shit. So the Daytona. I mean, just for our listeners. So this is basically like a Superbird replica kind of looking car. Well, the Daytona is yes. a I mean, Daytona. I, I mean, so, they, so there's Daytona and Superbird. I'm kind right. of clueless here. So so Dodge Plymouth, right? Yeah. Dodge one is Dodge, correct. So Dodge made in 1969. Dodge made the Daytona. And it was the first car to ever go 200 miles an hour in, in NASCAR. Buddy Baker drove it. Um, they made 504 of them in total. They are everybody knows a Superbird because they made like 3,000 of those. And everybody's mm. like, "Oh, it's a Superbird." I'm like, "No, it's Daytona." The Daytona was made out of a Charger, 
the Superbird was made out of a Roadrunner. Mm. And when I had, I built this car with a, with one of my closest friends, and the whole thing was for what we have into this car, we could have absolutely bought a real Daytona. Hmm. Really? Oh, with, without question. Oh, shit. But the fact of the matter is, I wasn't going to cut up and modify a real Daytona because they only made yeah. 504 of them. So you get stuck with kind of... So uh... we, we found literally the one guy in the United States that made the kit for the car. And the kit, it is identical to... The only thing that separates my car from a real Daytona is the VIN number. Everything else is exact as it was on the factory cars. Do you have the uh, the tack on the hood that pokes through? Is, don't Daytona no, Daytona didn't have it. <laughs> only does, does the Superbirds have that? Nope. No, nope. I thought GT always had that. Stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Hey, these are these we're remember, answering questions. Remember, there learning. was like six Superbirds in a row at. Uh, yeah, at we're, we're like, I mean, yeah, that's as much as I know. I remember uh, just years ago watching a documentary. They implemented the arrow, mm-hmm. and then next year season it was it was banned, right? Like, it was banned because yeah. they just they won everything. They yeah, just decimated NASCAR. That's as much as I know about. So is that a fiberglass <laughs> like front end kit or what is steel, it made of? Steel oh. nose, steel rear window plugs, steel. Like I can, I've stood on the rear wing. Oh Whoa. shit! No um, way. Yeah, because it'll, it'll take four hundred ton pound feet of downforce. That makes sense. Um, That's awesome. And are you pretty correct with the motor and everything like that? No, or? no, no. Uh, so what do you have in there? My car, because we built it, we it, it's got a low deck stroker. It's got a 471 stroker in it. Um, it's got... That's insane. Just thinking motor. about yeah. what that is. Yeah. It's got a low deck stroker. We, we dynoed it last year before, right before we put the EFI on. We did uh, four, 458 and 487 at the rear wheels. Jeez. And we drove it across to the Woodward Dream Cruise. We drove it to uh, Michigan. And um, from here, yeah, and it'll <laughs> no problem, yeah. And I mean, they're the biggest problem with those cars is airflow because there's no grill, right? Uh, and you've got a two foot nose cone, and you literally have four feet between the part of the nose cone to the engine. Oh, so shit. cooling, and this goes back to when the cars were built, has always been a problem. It's just mm. it's almost impossible to get them to cool. When you're at speed, you're fine, right? And we have a big NASCAR spoiler, custom spoiler that we built for it, and so. On the highway, it'll cruise all. It'll cruise. That car will cruise all day long at 100 plus miles an hour. It doesn't give a shit, right? 3,000 RPMs in overdrive is 106 miles an hour. Nice, <laughs> it's cruising. So it just lopes along. It doesn't care. Um, we've had the car up to about 170 miles an hour. It's sketchy as fuck. <laughs> I um, bet. 170. What, yeah. what tires are you running? Uh, right now, I've got radial TAs. <laughs> yeah. No, they're. Uh... <laughs> oh God. Super Sports, sorry. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so you have like, uh, uh, what, what kind of wheels are on there? Uh, like they were a set of one-off 18-inch wheels um, that I had made specially for the car. Okay. They're 18 by 9.5 in the front and 18 by 11s in so the rear. So you can fit modern rubber. Which yeah, I got 265s yeah. in the front and 295s in the back. And you, you have big brakes on it. So. Yeah. We, we took, uh, when we built it back in 07, they're, they're um, 14 point some, 14.2 inch rotors off an SRTA Challenger with uh, Viper calibers. Sweet. So, Keeping it on brand. Yeah. Yeah. Within the family. So yeah. what, can you feel the arrow functioning like at speed? Like, oh. you, I mean, 170 you said sketchy, but like at 140, do you feel a change or something? Yeah. Or the car is it... more stable at 100 miles an hour than it is at 50. Mm-hmm. It's when you, you can literally take it up and you can cruise it. And, you know, if you, if you cruise it like 130, you can literally feel the car squat mm. and it just goes and it drops down on its suspension and you can take your hands off the wheel and the car will just... It'll just motor along. When you get past those speeds, and again, this you're talking about, again, you still tor- torsion bars in the front, sway bars, leaf springs, um, 
you know, that we have good shocks on the car, but they're not race shocks by any means. Yeah. So we, you know, when we did that run, it was just like, okay, like did it to do it, probably never do it again. Um, but we do have plans and we're working. We'll, we'll see what happens. But Dodge just came out with that elephant crate motor, that thousand horsepower crate motor. <laughs> and so we've been talking to those guys and oh, considering we have the only, or I have the only street driven Daytona that is that that people actually drive like you took, if you told me today, oh, let's go to la tomorrow i'd be like all right well, fucking meet me in my house we'll leave tomorrow morning and we Sweet. take the daytona nice. um <coughs> we're gonna we're gonna get that car rebuilt i think this year and uh probably put a modern wow. so do you think the chassis is gonna require more reinforcement for that or like, oh, can... yeah yeah a thousand horsepower twist the car in half yeah and we've already braced it we've got inner fender well connectors we cut the rad support out welded in two by two box steel like we've we've built that chassis to hold right now it's i mean it's good for what it is it's good for 600 horsepower with the crank yeah almost double it have you had an opportunity to get it on a big oval uh no but i, I can ha imagine I have, that would be difficult to do but I, I that would be amazing pocono, at pocono raceway up in new york and oh, so like i run it half track and it's and is that banked yeah, oh, yeah it's banked it's a triangle yeah. the pocono is that big it's yeah. not an oval it, it kind of yeah. goes like this yeah. and mm -hmm. kind of down um it's good. I mean, it's, but again, you're, you're talking about a 50 year old car on 50 year old suspension. It's again, it's, mm -hmm. you know, leaf springs and torsion bars. This it's is just like an open H like HPD track day. Oh yeah. That, well that my charger used to be my track car. Oh, okay. That was my, I would go to the racetrack cause I was an instructor for NASA for years. Probably embarrass some people. Oh, dude, it was great. I've got one picture of me passing a Gallardo mid corner at Pocono <laughs> and the guy in the, Gallardo got out and he was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's also, it's like any other car. Like, you know, your car, like yeah. I know how far I can push it the same way. You know how far you can push your car and you know how yeah. far you can push all your cars. Um, but you know, now it's, you know, again, we're talking 15 years ago when it was a track car and now it, now it's just a high rod. That's all it is. Yeah. I'm just super interested in seeing a Daytona on an oval where you can just do a few laps, you know, and oh, dude, see, it's, and a, it's the best thing ever. You, Cause you I mean, to... that, that's putting yourself back into the mentality and just the feel of oh, what yeah. they were doing at, at the day and, yeah. you know, getting, uh, the ability to see like these guys were totally nuts for doing what they were doing. I mean, to, to drive that car at 200 miles an hour, to drive any of those old NASCARs at that yeah. speed, these guys were, <laughs> Gnarly. I mean, they just put their balls and they were like the smoking back. cigarettes oh, dude, and they, they were drunks yeah yeah that they were drunk that's probably why yeah, they had true. monkeys <laughs> crawling around wow. inside the car yeah, yeah you definitely that's literally those, they that yeah fear doesn't it's not even a thing right it's you're just you're just out there just normal, doing your thing it's yeah. a normal sunday yeah. man well I, I remember we I, I drove a car i drove a 32 um pro stock car with a big it was a blown big block in the front skinny tires in the back big fucking meats in the back and it was terrifying it was terrifying at 40 mm. and I, you know, I was talking to the guys a model and I spoke to the owner and I go, you guys have run tens in this thing. He goes, yeah, back in the sixties. I go, why would you do that? He goes, <laughs> why would you, you know, that? and he's like, Mike, he goes, it's, it's what we had. Yeah. yeah. He goes, we didn't think about safety. We just wanted to go fast. He well, goes, yeah. as safe as we had yeah. we yeah. thought it needed to be. Yeah. You know, I was wearing a headscarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, the, the, there's barely a car there. That's what you want, right? Hot Rod. You want the biggest motor, the lightest, it's, simplest. That's it. Are people going to say that to, like in 30 years? Like, you drove a car with fuel in it? Like, it can. Yeah. Like, or without airbags? Yeah, without, I'm already getting flagged for taking my airbags off and putting Momo, you know, Mod 78s in them or whatever. It's like, yeah. No, but I'm I mean, sure you guys are more like if you guys ever want to drive the Charger, they tell y'all more welcome to them. Oh man, they're they're turnkey. You do whatever you want. Yeah. Me, 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 pick me, pick me. Yeah, they're they're easy to drive. 
Yeah, that 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 would be funny. Yeah, you we know? gotta give that a whirl. And I, and I truly believe that everyone should drive a big block muscle car if you haven't driven it. You need to get oh, yeah. in, yeah, put I've your never, foot to the floor, go yeah. sideways. I've never yes. been in a big big I've block before. Yeah, yeah we're, so awesome. I was just in Austin, um, you know, a few months ago doing like business stuff for our venue there for Radwood, and uh, went to dinner with this guy. Had no idea what he driv- drove there, and then we go outside, and it's a freaking. Forgive me, I don't know the year, but it's it's the judge. It's GTO. Yeah, GTO it's, sure. it's orange. What is yeah. it? Seventy two or something? Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah. yeah. So sixty nine judge, and it. I see the tires. I see the wheels. They're maybe maybe seven inches wide all around. They probably got two fifteens. Two fifteen bias plies. Yeah. And I'm like, how is it to drive it? And he's like, it just moves around everywhere, and it's ridiculous, <laughs> and it's fucking. You know, it's just that's just the way it is. You know, you just cruise it's down like, the highway. It's like driving a set of thirty eight double Ds. Yeah. <laughs> I just Natural double around. Ds. <laughs> just I mean, shakes just, and moves and. I can only and... imagine what a you know just launching it and burnout. Like I can see how that is a fun burnout because you're moving around, right? The whole car, you're steering into it, and you're just fucking with it with your you know mm-hmm. throttle, and it's that's interesting to me, right? Like just sitting there, you know, burning the tires off of whatever else is a modern. Well, it, it, it talks to really, me. and this is where you're interesting me. to you. I but mean, old school, I think like that would be super fun. You know, I, I can imagine it being fun. Well, it is, but I mean, this is where you learn. This is where you learn car control, and this is where I have a problem with a lot of the journalists because, like, this this is car control. Oh right? yeah, there's no anti lock brakes. There's you know we I learned on drum brakes. You know, there's no trash control. There's no torque vectoring. You put your foot down, you get 600 pound feet of torque. You're going sideways. <laughs> yeah, you totally. better know what to do when you go sideways in that yeah. thing, and. It's it's fun to have the cars dance. It's fun to have them talk sure. to you and, and let them move around because as a driver, it, it only makes you better. Yep. This way, if you're on a racetrack and anything new and it steps out on you yep. and you're counting on whatever electronics work, um, if it gets too far away, you want to know how to bring it back. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, it's it's interesting to come to this point because on the Thursday edition, we were talking about electric cars and all of that and what and and uh, will and we were also talking about will the old cars, uh, you know, from the 50s and 60s, uh, what what are they going to do? Are they going to continue to drop or are they going to go back up? And lately I've been thinking um, that with all the electric car stuff, you know, going where it will for daily drivers, it's you know, like right now we're in a zone where we really appreciate the eighties and nineties and the cars, you know, they actually handled, they were well-built cars. They had fuel injection, disc brakes and all that stuff. Um, and, and so I think, uh, you know, uh, people, at least of our generation are, are less interested now in the fifties and sixties and all that. But I think it's going to go, we're going to start going back to that when cars were, very simple and like this type of thing like this experience of doing burnouts on bias plot skinny bias plies like that's something that you don't get with an e30 right yeah. like they're the, the just the 80s you know 90s we had things dialed and um you know and also talking going back to the, like the traditional hot rodding stuff uh i i, I just feel like there is still going to be a place for that and we're going to be it's all going to yeah. be revisited because think, it's yeah. just really unique experiences that you can't get uh, you know, the stuff from the fifties, you can't get that experience in a nineties car. No. There just aren't any cars that give any like short of pickup trucks. Uh, but that's not quite the same thing either. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think I mentioned it, but a friend of ours has a 29 Ford mm. and it has a, you know, has a flathead V8 sure. and everything like totally really sick. Like he did this Land Rover blue. It's like beautiful car. Uh, and he, I feel like the, the culture 
at least, you know, we're in Santa Cruz, San Francisco. Yeah. It's like he drives it with his daughter to go pick up pizza, this little yeah. local pizza place in, in the neighborhood. And he pulls up front, parks, and this lady's sitting there. She goes, thanks for ruining our meal with the smell of your Oh, car. dude, I get that. What? And, oh, I've got, I've got and that meanwhile, burp, I don't know how many times. I would think that Super car would get nothing but, like, thumbs ups. No. Like, oh, that's This is so California. There's this, people this that they dude. see cars as only an appliance. And uh, he's I, like, he's like, what does he say? You know, he's a really mellow guy. I feel like I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, dude. I, you know, I, and he, he just like, oh, you know, sorry. Like, you know, kind of, oh, sorry. I, I got to thank you for killing the planet. Wow. I got that when I was driving through Berkeley when we first got here. My wife <laughs> yeah. and I drove through Berkeley That's in the Charger. And yeah. And the woman, as we parked the car, she literally walked by. She goes, thanks for killing the planet. I go, what do you drive? She goes, excuse me. I said, what do you drive? Yeah. And she goes, oh, I, I have a Prius. I said, of course you have a Prius. Yeah. I said, well, I said, think about this. I said, this car has been on the road for 50 years. Right. I said, to make the battery in your Prius, what they had to do was strip mine. So, and then they brought that battery over on a big fucking diesel truck. Yeah. I said, and in five years, that piece of shit's going to be in a fucking landfill. Yeah. I said, not on the road in 50 years. I said, so reevaluate yourself before you make a comment on a subject that you know nothing about. Yeah. And this, this, is, this is uniquely California. And again, this is, listen, I'm all for saving the environment. The cars, our old cars, we don't drive them as they nah, race, okay? For sure, yeah. Um, so all these people that are, are driving Priuses and driving Teslas and, and think they're saving the fucking planet, they're doing a tiny, tiny little thing and that's it. And they don't, they never stop to look at what their big picture in life is. How much does it cost you to put the air conditioning on in your 6,000 square foot house? Yeah, yeah. Right? How much is it costing you to do this? How much would you fly all over the place? What the fuck do you think the planes are made? So I, I have a massive, massive problem with people that have this discussion. I'm more than willing to get into it with anyone. You but are, know your subject matter. You're on the right podcast. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. And these, these are discussions. I've had this previous yeah. conversation oh, sure. many yeah. times, the exact yeah. same points. Yeah. And we're right on board. We're, look where we fucking live. Of course we care about the environment. We love our clean air, I, right? I, but it's I, like, but it's, it's I just. I parked my 35 year old car <laughs> in the. We have a health food store in Santa Cruz that has fuel efficient parking only. Mm -hmm. And I parked my E30 there gladly. <laughs> Because I, I know, know you made stands like this, I absolutely do. And if anyone says anything, I have the exact same argument. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, how many? Yeah, look at know, the cost did your, to produce. Did look at how cars are made. Did your batteries grow see. on trees? No. no. Will this car be on the road? How in did 20 they make years? those body panels? How yeah. did they make every part of your car? Right. Where did the waste go when they created that car? And what are you going to, you know, when you turn in your lease in three years, you're yeah. going to get a whole nother car. Right. Every yeah. single part right. is made for you. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm, you maintaining know, maintaining this car, which will stay plastics. on the road hopefully for a very long Except time. Except for Subarus, okay. They're carbon neutral factories. So. Well, are, Subarus right? love. <laughs> I actually do like Subarus. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, it is pretty cool. Like the zero waste facilities yeah, they yeah. have. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, sure. It's brilliant. But, yeah. All right. It's I think that, it's that time. It's trivia time. You ready? Oh, yeah. Since we have Mike here, I was looking at some... I don't know how good I'm going to be at this. Mopar-centric trivia. It's okay. Oh, we set the bar pretty low. I don't know, I don't know. about no. muscle cars, so... That's all right. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. I, uh, I actually know about muscle cars. <laughs> Yanko SC. <laughs> <laughs> 69 Z28. <laughs> We're on the floor. In 2014, this car sold at auction. Okay. It is a 1970 Plymouth Barracuda convertible. Um, one of 11 uh, that were Hemi Cuda convertibles. Two of the convertibles were sold at four speeds. This is one of them. Does this have an ashtray, by the way? I'm just I don't know. It's a blue <laughs> yeah. 70 Cuda. Uh, it was sold 
at Meekum in 2014 for how much money? Is it 1.2? I was about to throw out a 1.7. First of all, you're supposed to go last. Oh, sorry. No, you're because okay. You're okay. I, didn't, I didn't tell you the rules. Because convertibles are very valuable. Well, uh, and this is 2014. 2014. Yeah, 2014. So it's kind of like the end of that. This was the bubble, right? This yeah. was, this was the little crazy the things end. were right happening. Right at the end. 1.4. Okay, one two for Mike. Art says one four. Mike definitely ruined it by throwing out. Yes, I, I, because I I, I had I, 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 I where to go. I, I should preface it by saying I generally don't follow auctions. Can I get a, can I get a, get a one five one five one five one five one five one five? I sort of cheated because uh, when we we just went to Barry Jackson and we're part of the symposium and we're talking about you know eighty eighties and nineties collector cars and blah blah blah, and I was gonna throw out a quote about you know kind of like the Hemikudas of our generation, yeah. right? So I wanted to know what the fuck I was talking about, right. and I actually looked up Hemikuda, so... Yeah. But it might have even been more. I can't remember that. All right, so now I just need to say 1.5. Okay. Brian, did you throw one out? I was going to say 800, and I'm going to stick with that. Just 800, you know, That's probably a good idea. Yeah. $3.5 million. Oh! I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't make sense. To it me. doesn't make sense. It, it, there's, there was four guys in the room. It was a crazy time. I Things were Plymouth on it. The water was flowing like wine. Crazy, purple or whatever. It, it was blue. a nice day outside. Yeah. Convertibles, a good thing. Well, yeah. sold before it, like a twenty-five million dollar car, and everyone was excited. Um, I'm the worst at this because they, they those prices get me so. I know. No, I know. I know. I, I figured you wouldn't. That that's a, not really. That's what. By the way, but, Barrett, you see the Fox body. Cobra R twenty one thousand dollars for a Fox body one hundred thirty grand. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that nice. It's it? a fuck. Oh, I mean, it was. Was it? It was. It was it's a okay. shitty car. Right? I mean, Twenty miles. The yeah. thing that kills me is that five years ago there was a ten thousand dollar car. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we were talking about Superbirds, and uh, they're a fairly rare car now. How many were imported to Canada? Oh fuck! That's a massive question that I don't know the answer. So to. we already know. Mike's claiming they made around 3,000 of them. Of the Super I, I want to say between 1,500 and 3,000. <laughs> and this is I also a little 3, bit of a range to say it with, uh, allegedly. Okay. allegedly. I'm going to say it was very small. I'm going to say like, yeah, I think small. I'm going to say 15 cars. Okay. Five. five. Brian, well, you said the number five? Five. You okay. said it comes after four. It's right. <laughs> yeah. I'll say 100 cars. 130. I'm giving it to Brian. 34 to 47. Well, is an unknown number. That's good. Now, Mike has to answer last. What was a unique and interesting feature of the Superbird not related to performance or driving? Hmm. Hubcaps oh, it was that stayed... Uh, they were on bearings, so they stayed uh, upright. Oh, like, like there was a, a like little roadrunner. I think it's the horn. Shit. It's got to be some safety things. Oh, that's a roadrunner. Fuck. Does it have a foam pad like the NASCARs on the dash or some shit? I don't know. Like, I mean, on the, on the Mike, steering wheel. A unique thing about the Superbird, yeah. aside from the wing and the, yeah. the nose cone, just the rear window plugs on the base of the rear window. Those oh. little call-outs were on there. So the the, the horn. Yeah. It's uh, the roadrunner horn. The roadrunner horn. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, that's <laughs> that, was, that was it. Um, I didn't what, know. What car am I thinking of that has the... Maybe you know that it's got the wheel, no the, the hubcaps. That's that, a Rolls Royce. Okay. No, not it was an Amer American car. Maybe a Rolls Royce too. But Last question. Yeah, the R's, yeah. This one uh, for anyone who wants to answer. Really, um, would you rather have fingers for hair or hair for fingers? <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> fingers for hair? Do you still want? You know, you want an opposable thumb and to be able to pick shit up. So you just have shitty hair. fingers. Well, mine are not <laughs> shitty. You know, I shampoo them and stuff. You know? Lava, lava. I, yeah, you have to have fingers for hair. Well, can I use the 
I'm I really confused. Fingers, could I use like crazy Spider-Man style, or, like Venom style? I'm just like <laughs> lasso shit. That could be interesting. Because if I could do that, then I'm all for hairy fingers. Imagine like the tickle tickling you'd well, be able I to mean, do. Just br- like if I could have like, like superhero action going on there, then yes, I would do hair for fingers. So hair for fingers. A head of hair with fingers on the end. <laughs> of head, of fingers. head of fingers. <laughs> head of fingers. <laughs> a head of fingers, You're actually. Taking a turn. <laughs> the worst comb ever. <laughs> I don't even know what it looks like. I think that's creepier. I think I'm going to go uh, hair for hands. Hairy hands. Just what? no hands. Wow. Just like straight Whiskey, stumps with shitty hands. Stumps. Like, I well, I was picturing like a... the hair like just all over on top of my oh, hands. Oh, no. But you just don't have hands. Just wispy hands. You can always wow. wear a fucking beanie for the hands. Fingers in the yeah, head. yeah no, dude. I mean, the the head of fingers is super creepy. I don't want that. What am I going to use those for? Is this stemmed by the guy that was found with 300 penises? 3,000. Wait, 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 wait. What? what? A, um, a morgue worker was, was recently arrested after they found 3,000 human penises in his, I'm assuming, Living basement. Quarters garage he was just lopping them off and yeah. then putting them in the coffin put the people in the coffin and taking the wieners wait so lane asked the question it, does this stem from that no wow so he'd bring he wow. just bring home bags of dicks <laughs> and then that, think of it, of dicks. that's not an easy thing to store yeah, basically yeah, it's got to be in a cooler or something, right? Mason I was thinking uh, I mean, formaldehyde. The guys were hung like a fruit bat. Like, where the <laughs> fuck do you put them? <laughs> you, maybe you arrange them Wait, by size. Jesus. I mean, it's so just. We were talking about like just imagine how much room three thousand jars take up. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. Did you say? Yeah, did you say hung like a fruit bat? <laughs> <laughs> the entire fruit bat. The entire That's fruit how we're bat. going for. Yeah, I like it. I think we right kinda, there. You need like a wine cellar where you store I, all oh these little things. Oh my god, that was a good year. And that's a podcast. Bye. Mike, thank you. Thanks, yeah, Mike. Oh, guys, thanks for having yeah. me. Thank any, you. Any plugs? Like, yeah. Where, where do we, we find where you? We find you? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could look me up on Instagram if you want to get in touch with me. Um, Mike underscore Musto on Instagram. Check us out at um, youtube.com backslash the house of muscle for any new things. And if you want to find me on Facebook, just look up my name and PM me. I will get back to you. Right. And uh, your personal phone number? Nope. Not giving so, <laughs> Last for your social. All right. Fingers for hair. See ya. <laughs> Would you rather have fingers for hair or hair for fingers? <laughs> I'm not-